you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. The Friend Zone Podcast is brought to you by Talkspace. Now, thanks to Talkspace, anyone can get therapy without having to travel to an office and better yet, without breaking the bank. Start Talkspace now and get matched with your hand-picked, licensed therapist that will understand exactly how you're living today. To sign up or to learn more, go to Talkspace.com zone or use the Talkspace app and enter coupon code ZONE to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this podcast. Talkspace, therapy for all. This week's podcast is also brought to you by Aptive. Everybody loves fitness classes, but they can get so expensive, not to mention time-consuming. Thankfully, Aptive offers on-demand fitness audio that combines the guidance of a trainer with the perfect playlist to give you a fresh way to work out. You can get unlimited access to classes in running, cycling, elliptical, yoga, strength training, and race training right now. And with HealthKit integration, you'll be able to track your progress and access all your workout data in the Health app. Just go to Aptiv, that's A-A-P-T-I-V dot com to get started and get a 30-day free trial when you sign up for a monthly subscription using the promo code FRIENDZONE. Aptiv, fitness that you can look forward to. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as K Friend. Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friend Zone. Let's start the show. I'm in the zone. Oh, you know, so, okay, so let me just take it to the park. Oh, so you Just wanna be the one that you see and smile cause fun is what you think of when you're laughing, us hanging out and thinking about classes. Cause I be schooling you, using you and tooling you, letting you, you the one working me out. Cause I'm the one that knows what you're talking about on the friend zone, making sure it's no musty brains. And you all know what I'm saying, so I'm going pass it to Dustin in the motherfucking bean. And we gon' pass it like this Cause I wonder if you even notice me at all You gotta feel me 
just just wanna be, don't wanna be a girl cause I'm a G, uh, my name is Dustin and I'm pretty, you can see that, I don't need you to tell me Nick Paddywhack, give a dog a bone, uh, put me on your phone, I guarantee I make you and your boyfriend get on bone, I'm from a new generation, it's an idiot running the nation, these niggas on TV talking out their mouth like they ain't looking at you and me on the other side of the television. I used to even watch Spanish Univision. Everybody knows Salvador Gigante. I never knew what they was trying to say, but I knew that I wanted to be entertained. The part of me saying that is that the game ain't changed. It's still room for everybody inclusion. Everybody that voted for him made a bad decision. I want y'all to know that. And everything that you do is all your fault. It's like you was smoking crack when you hit that button to pools and everybody knows. Cause you're watching the news And we gon' talk more about it When we start the show When everybody know it Make me mad But I gotta go Because it's the beginning And it's money on the flow So we finna start The motherfucking friend zone <laughs> Y'all out here yeah, forgetting that's my song Yo, teacher Moses had them tracks Look She did look, 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 We doing the music no, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry But there was some bops Off that particular project Backstroke Ooh uh, Last day la- Oh last day Oh my god Oh um look, You better get that bitch told tonight oh, And I would never Never ever Never ever, ever, never, ever Wanna go through this again Hey yeah, yeah. <laughs> You better tell her You Ooh, better tell her, and then, tell her Tell her Take me With Raphael Sadiq the And then they were Hey, make me the feel place we used to be like we did the very Ooh. first time we advertised. Ooh, <laughs> I love the hand though. We advertised like that video the past the day with my angels at the beach. Ooh. She has such a uh, her voice is so youthful and cute. It is right. She She's sounds Moses, hella young. Man. See, I just want to listen one. to her talk. She another one to take off her shoes when she performed. Mm-hmm. She was performing at the SOBs with her shoes off. And, and clean yeah, feet. Way. And clean what? feet, Kesha. This was some years ago. <laughs> clean feet, Josh <laughs> Stone. Now, Josh Stone can sing, oh but them God. feet, that's where she got her namesake. <laughs> yeah! Stone. <laughs> Are you digging on me? Angie, too. <laughs> you know Angie Stone got bad feet. You can look at her and tell. As a, oh my God. a woman. With purple toenail polish. A cheetah woman. <laughs> Tell the people what cheetah woman means. Don't be having me just saying it like I'm crazy. Excuse- Tell them what it means. All for context. All for context. You are the one that started you gotta cheetah follow woman. Up with it. What is cheetah woman? <laughs> Thank you, friend. <laughs> hey, cheetah woman is. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> Long story short, yes. a cheetah woman comes from back when we used to watch that talk show that must not be named, mm-hmm. where one of the panelists, Adrian Bailon, um, she was on a red carpet and on Fashion Queens on Bevy Smith. Um, Bevy Smith on Fashion Queens, rather, was discussing what Adrian had on on the red carpet. And as you know, Adrian used to be in the uh, Disney group, the Cheetah Girls. Oh, yeah. So Bevy Smith says, hmm, that ain't no Cheetah Girls, that's a Cheetah Woman, right? So, of course, we fall out <laughs> laughing. So, fast forward to R&B Divas. Fast forward to R&B Divas. Angie Stone used to always say this one phrase. It would just find its way in her, just vernacular, I guess we can say. She would always say, as a woman... 
I that's how she I would, would approach come to everything. you as, as a, a woman. woman. And it was an exchange of the hand as a woman. I laid my Every life time. down as a woman. So I these fools. I as a woman. So Asante like, and Kid Fury. <laughs> Um, and later on, Drew Shea, <laughs> we all started saying, well, really, Asante started it, but they, he integrated the two. It. So I he just, acted as if as Angie Stone saying, I'm woman. coming to you as a cheetah woman because oh he was so God. funny. So it has just stayed y'all. around. Because as a cheetah woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> y'all are a movie, for real. A cheetah woman. <laughs> it's a movie. As a cheetah Camera woman. Camera block. Block. <laughs> block. Block. Oh, my God. How were your weekends? Oh, fantastically well. Mine was awesome. Shout out to Philly. We got to go to the city of brotherly love. Oh, One of the final stops on Kid Fury Live. Philly, y'all show so much love. The Roots Picnic was super lit. Hey. Got to see Scotty B. Man, Carol Civil, I was on that building looking good. You know what I'm saying? You said Carrie Hilson was Karen Civil. Oh, Karen Civil. Shout out to Karen Civil. I always run around back. I saw her. I went, Karen Seavlay. Is that one I say? Like, (laughs) and then we was just doing the whole festival (laughs) thing. We looked very festival chic, you know, her more so than I because she's Karen Seavlay. How many cities are left? I'm glad you asked, friend. This weekend marks the last of the cities. Oh, no. On Friday, Toronto. Mm. On Saturday, DC. And Mm. on Sunday, the last leg is Charlotte. Mm, mm, mm. So it's uh, it's bittersweet. I'm glad that I will be able to play my games for a long period of time, <clears throat> but I am also very sad that I will not get to see any more awesome faces for a while. So it's just been cool partying and living it up in the cities with everybody doing Kid Fury Live. So KidFuryLive.com for the Furious Thoughts tickets for the last of this leg, but I'm sure there will be more. So keep supporting, keep listening, keep watching. We'll be there. Right. How was your weekend, friend? That's what I want to know. <sighs> Mine was actually kind of sad. No, what happened? Um, well, Saturday was good. I surprised my little cousin because he just graduated from high school. And, you know, when you're on the road, you miss oh. out on a lot of, like, fr- important friend and yeah. family dates and things. So I was happy that I was able to surprise him. He was so excited and all his friends were like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cute. Um, but then Sunday was really sad. Uh, my grandma is uh, starting to develop Alzheimer's. And... Oh. She's, you know, you know, you move through the different stages of it. And uh, for the first time ever, she didn't know who I was. So that was kind of a hard pill to swallow when someone who's known you since day one can look, you know, look you in your face and and ask her home attendant who I was. So that was tough. That was I'm still processing how to deal with that. And then later on, she when I when I I don't know, I went to hug her. And I guess my scent triggered something because then she looked at me and started crying and remembered who I was. Bless so her it's just, heart. yeah, Bless it's her tough. Heart. I know how that is. Yeah, man. I, it's just something I've never like experienced. No, I've never been around someone dealing with Alzheimer's. So I deal. <sighs> so, I dealt with some guilt myself when I went to Chicago because my grandmother actually deals with that. She and, has Alzheimer's. Yeah, and I didn't have a close relationship with my grandmother growing up. So for her to not remember me was kind of like, like this is messed up. But to watch her not remember my mom and her brother was just like right. super, super hard. Because just to see my mom going through that. How's your mom processing that? I mean, she's still working through. You know, our grandmother, she's still here. So luckily we still have the blessing of going to see her when often. So my mom actually will be in Chicago next week Aww. to see her. So we're still keeping up good spirits. And you looking good. You got your Sade shirt on. Not looking like what you're going through right now. That's friend. right, friend. Trying, man. Okay. Yeah. I like the red, white, and blue. Okay, real patriotic on them. <laughs> do well, what I, I do. 
My what? grandmother got Alzheimer's, right? Really? Yours Super too? Bad. Oh my goodness, y'all. My What's grandfather had it, but my grandmother has it right now. I posted mm-hmm. a video of me playing the piano with her like a couple months oh, ago when I, I went home. That. You remember that? I do. I make her laugh and I make her have good times because it triggers memories for her for some reason. Right. So I was saying like, you know, gentle cuss words and stuff like, <laughs> like grandma. We, I call my grandmother grandmother. So I'd be like, grandmother, what is this shit they trying to make <laughs> you eat? And she would be laughing. Don't you let them hear you say that? Like, you, you know, it so make her so funny. just make her feel good, friend. Make I mean, her laugh. yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I didn't really know what else to do because yeah. I didn't want to like cry or, or make it worse or you know or trigger know. her yeah because you know, she doesn't know what's going on but so I just of course bought her like plants and mm-hmm. to kind of just like cheer her up and some flowers and um, her favorite candy She she's always loved Reese's Pieces <laughs> bless her heart friend <laughs> right so you know just and, and like we took her a shower and of course she always used to love me to uh, put lavender oil and coconut and massage like her hands and mm-hmm. give her like a manicure just like the regular things that she liked but I guess it's just hard to for someone to look you you know I don't know it's that moment There's when she looked at me about it that just hurts your feelings yeah when bit. she literally Oof. said I don't know who this is and she asked the home attendant who is this and the home attendant was like you don't know your granddaughter she was like I, I don't I was like, wow, this is happening. Like, this is real life right now. And the now. way that it happens, too, like how they'll be in one thought and then the next one is like, you know, where am I? And it's like, Ooh. Yeah, and she was just kind of like looking out the window. And then, like I said, at one point I went to hug her. And I guess, you know, like I said, I'm assuming it was my scent or my hair. I don't know. But that's when, she, it, you know, it, something kicked in. And then she just Brought like. Her back. Yeah, but then she cried because I think in she that moment, yeah, that, she realized like this is bad. Like yeah. I, it hit her in that moment, but then she goes away again. So it's just like the process of just watching that, watching in front that, of your face. yeah. <sighs> so that's I'm sorry gonna for be you. a yeah. That's a a new chapter. I guess those of you who are dealing with it that are listening, I'm sure some of you have been dealing with it for a while. Cause she's still healthy, like you know, she she looks great, she looks fine, but just I don't know, something new for us to all process in life. That's something else. One of them chapters. Yeah, I didn't know that both of your grandmothers had it too. Wow. We'll talk if right? I get it right, and y'all still don't have it yet. <laughs> just make me laugh, y'all know. No matter I'm gonna be what like, Dustin, happens to me, that goes that's second. It. That's it. See, <laughs> see? that Dustin just make me. It. That's what's gonna make me happy. Is to make me happy. I will have, oh. have Moon River ready for so you. Talking about a- Moon River, <laughs> like do bad things that I don't know are like things you're not supposed Feed to do, so M&Ms. I can make it. Like do it in front of me, so I can be like, "Ooh, she breaking the rules," and get excited. Like I'm give me some music moments. video playlist ready. You know, oh, featuring the balance. That's right. And tell me how lucky I am that I don't have to think about certain shit that's going on right now that's oh, yes. real tell me that you yes. know what I'm like, saying you, you reached that age where you ain't gotta wait that's in right. on shit you ain't well, gotta you know you got nothing. the magic ticket Dustin you know what I'm saying <laughs> y'all start telling me that kind of shit <laughs> yeah. oh, that's a silver lining <laughs> yep. yep oh my god well 
Let's jump into Ooh. the show, shall Okay. We? Jump right on in. Okay. <laughs> Dive in that mug. Not that this topic is going to be any, any. Oh, hell no. I'm going back into the hotel. <laughs> but you know, you're on vacation. You go outside and it's like, oh, it's about to rain. <laughs> so on last week's show, we discussed a Fader article that um, talked about binging, this new culture of binging. And a lot of people were like, hold up. I've been binging before Netflix. <laughs> they said that when you have on demands um you can literally binge shows all the time which is true i didn't think of that but i guess when we say the culture of binging is that tv shows now release seasons in the format of every episode as opposed to you catching up you know what i mean like i didn't want to say but i used to bootleg you know and we know when they had the torrents you could somehow download seasons before they would come out of shit. And I would be what? like, before they yo, come out? I kid you not. I was like, I see, like, I would see stuff I come out. How do people do that? I kid you not. There were old forms and they would have like movie screeners and shit. And I would be like, this shit ain't even out yet. How y'all got this? And it was like, high quality. But you know, I couldn't <laughs> talk about that because I ain't want the government coming after me. I got no money. <clears throat> yes. This Mr. Robot over here. <laughs> <laughs> So, as always, uh, you guys had amazing things to add to the conversation. Who stood out to you, Asante? I want to give a shout out to Ariana. Ariana actually is in out in Haiti. Listen to us. Thank you. Uh, I've been listening to Friends on for a year, and I'm so happy I found the podcast. I finally decided to write you all after this week's episode because I found the association between depression and Netflix binging quite interesting. I'm a public health professional, so of course I needed to look at the data to fully inform myself. I found that there have actually been several research studies on mental health and binge-watching, something I would have never thought about. A few years ago, I went through a depression stage, and after watching Avatar The Last Airbender, Nickelodeon series, best show ever you, if you are into spirituality, as it talks about chakra cleansing, Hinduism, Buddhism, finding one's what? calling, etc. Yes. Yes, Avatar talks about all this stuff, you know. And you haven't put me on? I thought you would have known. Avatar is in English on Nickelodeon. I, I thought you would have known about it. Oh, no, 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 no. The movie is a terrible more. pretend the movie. Okay. Never happened. <laughs> Got it. The cartoon, way better. Season one, don't even worry about season two with Core the Lesbian. We'll get there at some other point. Got it. Anyway, <clears throat> and physical activity assisted me in, in, in getting through my hard, rough patch. Recently, there was a study showing that too much time on social media is associated <clears throat> with feelings of isolation. So I thought that it was super dope that they were really just saying that they binge watch something, but it was kind of for a beneficial reason. Reason, and we did touch on that a little bit last week. Like, not all binge watching is bad, but um, it does factor into some depression, and it could factor into some productivity depending on what you're using it for. But um, also social media binging too can um be too much. You got to curate. You got to take these breaks and remember that your thoughts are your own, and you don't got to worry about the hurt. Right. Um, and a lot of the psych students, I love y'all. Y'all be so excited to school us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like, correlation mm-hmm. does not mean that it's the cause. It's not the same thing. They were saying that, you know, you have to make it clear in these studies. But I thought I said in the study that it, there was no conclusion that they were like, you know, still gathering the data and, right. and mm-hmm. kind of like uh, studying the different test groups. But people were saying, you know, in psych classes that it's not just because it's uh, correlated, it doesn't mean that binging is causing, like physically right. causing the depression. Which, like, this is it. Yeah. We like, know you're depressed. You've been watching too much of this shit. Cancel your Netflix. You're wasting your money. Right. But on SoundCloud, Tamika Time said, 
Thank you for this episode and the show in general. I can see how binge watching can lead to depression and sadness, but the opposite has worked for me. It gives me things to talk about when I'm with friends or coworkers, Mm -hmm. and it also keeps me out of real-life drama. I hang out with lots of females, and if I'm binge watching my favorite show, I'm minding my own black business at home. I I knew I was going to like her when you said her name was Tamika, because I thought about Tiny. (laughs) So I thought that was a cool... uh, a cool different response where she felt like it actually yeah. works for her. It, it helps her mind her business and have things to talk about with her friends. So what stood out to you, Dustin? I just, she's she's level-headed. <laughs> she she agreed with like you her. in your points last week. You'd see. Um, yeah, so I'm um, back to tell you guys what I dug up. Uh, in the street. In the street. Okay, this week's first tweet comes from thatgrapejuice.net. Really, really cool Um pop culture blog out of the UK. They tweeted that um, they've posted a headline last Friday that Saddam Hussein spent his last days listening to Mary J. Blige. (laughs) You know, I saw that. Was that for real? I did see that. Listen, they said that... um, (laughs) I I thought that was the onion. Yep. There's a group of... I did too at first to be honest, to be (laughs) truthfully honest. I thought it was... Right, I wasn't clicking on none of that. I was having that Britney Spears moment all over again. Like, this is a damn... Like, y'all gotta be kidding me. But um, there were uh, a group of American soldiers who were um, with him while he was awaiting trial for his crimes against humanity Mm. in Baghdad. And they're now speaking openly about his behavior while he was behind bars. One of them is Mr. Will Bardenwerper, who penned the book The Prisoner in His Palace, Saddam Hussein, His American Guards, and What History Leaves Unsaid. Will revealed that the dictator would often listen to the radio on the hunt for a jam and would only be satisfied when Mary J. Blige's music came on. She was teaching him resilience. Mm -hmm. They said he loved family affair, sincerity, and everything. But it didn't save him from what happened on December 30th, 2006. So I just thought that that was just... (laughs) Why would I laugh? He has to hit us with that line. I can't believe it. Just cut me short. And Woo! I cannot believe you are Yo, that, that stupid news. Amazing. I'm sorry. Isn't it? Can you and believe And they said it? that he was like gardening and yeah. listening to me. What? Can Reach. you like, Impact. please picture this? Impact. I hope they do a movie it. about him and have that scene. <laughs> I hope they put that part in the Mary J. Blige movie because you know if it's a Mary J. Blige movie. Oh, my God. Maybe. When I, tell I wonder you how Mary J. J. feels about that. She would. I think if we talked her, to her, if I... Talked to her <laughs> and included, you know, it reassured her that we was going to have her involved and she had like complete creative control, which that's what you would want because Mary is one of the ones who's, the ones who's known for being real and transparent. So, you who know, she's going to put the juice in the movie. Who do you she think is hot music? now that could play Mary J. Blige? Mm, who could play Mary J. Blige? Let's just think about that for the duration of the episode. We'll v- revisit it a little later. Lupita Nyong'o. <laughs> Yo, and that would that would really you know what that would be Emmy worthy if she could play Mary like do a yep. perfect English accent and yeah. really embody and I would die I would be like you know what I would, know what? I would be like Lupita ain't got to do shit for the rest of her career after doing that you think Jennifer Hudson could do it she's an over singer that's too much <laughs> yeah don't think about it too much too much too much too much too much what about Tracy Ellis Ross. <laughs> No. Think about um, Canada. Cinco de Mayo is holiday time. Remember what she was singing? Oh my God. <laughs> and then she, re- she does it every Latoya year. What about Latoya Luckett? 
Oh, she you know what? It. That's a really good. I just yes. tweeted today that she like did an Oscar cool. play in that. You, you, she you did. You did. She's an actress, right? Yeah. Yes. Am I tripping? No, no, she is. I could see her playing a young that, Mary J that with that the could blonde be... braid and the hat and the swoops. and. We got a Mary J. You I heard it, it first on the friend zone. Fran Cast to give it the credit, y'all. I see it. Who can play Ken Do? Um, let's see. George Zimmerman. Uh, who else could play Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh? Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. No, um, um that ain't no damn puppy from Martin. Uh, who else could play? <laughs> I, was, I really thought this mic was gonna fall out and hit me. That's what it should have done. I'm thinking you couldn't give real answers. Monique, Monique, okay, real oh shit, real talk, right? Real talk. Okay, look at her face. <laughs> And think about when she had that short wig on in Precious. Jesus. <laughs> Remember when she had that natural, that short natural in Precious? She I'm could not, play Kendall. I'm not. Monique could play Kendall. That's her next Oscar. Best actor on their ass. Oh, no. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a new Oscar. Best no, actor for Monique. Please stop Terrence, doing. Terrence Howard. Oh, my God. To play Kendall? No, because we like him. It's got to be somebody no, we sick like of. Oh, my yeah. No, Cuba no. Gooden Jr. Cuba yeah, Gooden Jr. Oh, yeah. He, been, he, been, he, he needs a minute. He does. He has the, the facial structure. I can see it. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and I know I can hate him too. You know who else could play? This Kendall? sounds like such a lifetime movie cast. <laughs> <laughs> Does it? Stevie J. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it would be good. But anyway, that's that. I have. I, we don't even have to talk about no more tweets, do we? I feel like that's enough. <laughs> I just want to give a really random shout out to oh, Low Done It. That's at Low Done It on Twitter. L O D U N N I T. Hashtag the friend zone. She uh, quoted one. Um, Yola the Great from Atlanta <gasps> but she remixed it and said nigga get yourself together get yourself together go give your brain a bath cause who in the hell wants a musty brain Remix. so shout out to you for that cause I love that line in the song when he says need to get yourself together go give your brain a bath go to church start get listening get on the right path that's right so um, you just finished it it's a synonym I like that I got a zone. couple more tweets they're really quick though one is to um, at star of my own life. Her name is Kia. And she tweeted that she said, I was laughing so much at my desk listening to Dustin Fran and Asante on the friend zone that my coworker asked me, was I okay? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, I really okay? be at you work okay? you laughing. And I just want to give, um, oh, a really quick shout out to Coley Cole, 2003, who said my favorite Jefferson episode was George killing it at the disco. Um, AKA Saturday Night um, Fever. It was the best episode of the Jeffersons ever. George and Helen both got addicted to going to this disco called Dirty Betty's. That's your homework this week. Look Dirty up, Betty's. look up the Saturday Night Fever episode of the Jeffersons when George and Helen got addicted to going to Dirty Betty's disco. It is hilarious. <laughs> Last shout out. I mean, it goes to known as underscore ETAP, who said, look at Dustin is really an amusement industry enthusiast. I never find people like me who are enthusiasts too. love you more now. Shout out to you. And he's like cool and young. Uh. He got like a bandana on and his avi <laughs> and shit made me feel good because there's some nerdy shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's nothing cool about it. Like Try. video game people. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? you know how y'all like video games and everybody Stop enjoys it. it. It's Damn very who? rare. OK, who said that? It's very rare, okay. you know. I just picked up Tekken 7. So if you need my screen name, hit me up, PSN, because you want that ass whooped. I'm handing them out, okay? <laughs> like Abira said on the, on the Little Women reunion. That's what she told me. Did you, you remember? <laughs> no. Maybe you intimidated by me. Maybe you scared to get that ass whooped. That's what she told me. <laughs> Why was I just looking Friend, at something from Little Women on that. Instagram? 
<laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to respect Ooh. that part didn't happen. So you guys ready to jump into this week's episode? Absolutely. Black absolutely. <laughs> I actually wanted to hand it off to Sir Dustin this week because it's a topic that's near and dear to his heart and his craft. And you too, Asante, because I view you both as comedians. You guys are hilarious. (laughs) So take it away, Dustin. Let us know what's on your heart this week. Well, thank you so much, Fran, first of all, because to be called a comedian by someone um, of your regard, (laughs) I'm very, very honored to be a of such I'm trying to talk like T.I. Anyway, so yeah. And so everybody's seen it in the news this week about Bill Maher, comedian, longtime comedian, very controversial, always has something going on. Mm-hmm. He's got a show on HBO called Real Time with Bill Maher. I used to watch that show. I used to when watch it. Did you television. watch it back when he was dating Superhead? He didn't have it when he was dating. No, I, oh. I just think it's so funny <laughs> that like, wasn't that. Really? I just always used I to mean, think of him as that white man that dated Superhead for the longest. Like I, I heard that he was on our side, but I was just like, oh, that's the white man that dated Superhead. We should have known then. I mean, anyway, so <laughs> Superhead. Uh, um, but yeah, he was interviewing a Republican senator. What was his name, Asante? His out of name Nebraska? was Ben Sass. Ben Sass, Sassy Ben, Ben Sassy Pants, Sassy, Sassy, Sassy away. I don't ben know. Day. <laughs> Anyway, he was interviewing some uh, Republican senator or whatever from Nebraska on Real Time with Bill Maher. During the course of the interview, the Republican senator uh, made the comment, the joke, that uh, Bill Maher should come on out to Nebraska and get in the fields with him. Everybody knows that Nebraska is famous for cornfields. So he told him to come on out and get in the fields with him. Immediately, uh, Bill Maher, he kind of takes a beat, (laughs) sits back, and he says, in the fields? I wouldn't be in the fields. I'm a house nigger. I wouldn't be in the fields. House and he nigger. really, I mean, I mean, it just slid and out. And the way that he he did flinch, like almost like the fields, right. like, like the fuck? scoffed, like he scoffed. For real. That's what he did. He Go scoffed hard. the fields. That's what he did. The fields. Like he white woman clutched I'm his pearls, nigger. but then said some nigga, some nigga shit afterwards. Like, it just it flowed out. Me, the ease that it came out with, I had never seen anything. Well, I had. I just couldn't believe I was seeing it again. So he says this, immediately the audience erupts into laughter. You can hear the Trump voters going, ah, ha, hey, woo, yeah. Like he had really cracked a good joke. Um, and then they kind of carried on. Well, the shit hit the fan when this aired on HBO. Everybody, of course, went the fuck off. Like, are you crazy? What are you doing? Like, you just said nigger on television like it was cool. Right. He faced immediate backlash. Everybody was outraged. Some people, of course, you have certain people who decide that they want to support him and say, oh, he's a comedian. So he has this privilege or this space to say things that are edgy or taboo and risque and get away with it because it's in the name of the art of comedy. You know, you're cracking a joke professionally. Like, this is your space to do that and to go a little further than you normally would in regular conversation. Um, but a lot of people weren't trying to hear that shit. We just were uncomfortable. We, meaning me too, we were uncomfortable, you know, watching this white man sit on television and casually just kick back with his feet up and say, nigger, like it's cool. And everybody applauded. The guy, other guy laughed and everybody just kept it moving. Like, that was supposed to be okay. It was disrespectful on a lot of levels, even on a personal level. You know, you feel like you've been tried. 
You feel Very like I cannot so. believe you're gonna try to play me like that, like I'm not about to do nothing. You know, it goes back to like sandbox shit. <laughs> like, am I gonna let you get away with taking my toy? You know what I mean? And so people have been in an uproar, immediate backlash. Everyone has been calling for him to be fired. Several notable people have spoken out about this and said that it on was straight behalf, up bullshit though. on his behalf. He's yeah, had supporters. I've seen more of that. Mm-hmm. Then he's had other people like David Allen Greer who went the fuck off on his Twitter. I'm yeah. not even going to tell you guys what he said. Just go on David oh, Allen Greer's God, Twitter. Oh, God, I love David Several people have spoken out about this being complete bullshit. But then you got your girl Wendy up there being like, oh, I don't think he should get fired. Wendy Williams? Yes. I don't know why I've been watching this trash, but I literally watch, and I'm sitting up here saying, people are eating this. Like, they allow her to do this. She literally was up there just like, I don't think he should be fired. Like, um, I'm just like, why? That's all. That was her point? Wendy That's does it. a very good job of dressing up that she's going to, like, say something and give it her point substance and then not. And then nothing. It's weird. It's very weird to very watch. Very anticlimactic. <laughs> I just think... He shouldn't get fired. Moving on. And I'm like, and people just clap and cheer and all that shit. I'm like, this is America. This is exactly why we have the president that we have. And what annoyed me was, sorry to interrupt you, the the senator from Nebraska that he was interviewing. He was just sitting there. Well, he, I saw his tweets about it and he said that he cringed. Cringed? And I was like, I literally watched it back. So I was like, unless my mind just saw a different piece of footage. (laughs) Uh, I watched it back. I didn't see a cringe at any point. I saw laughter. Granted, whether it was uncomfortable laughter or not, I didn't read uncomfortable laughter. He didn't get up and walk out. He didn't say, all right. He didn't correct him. And then in his tweets, he wrote like, you know, and obviously I'm paraphrasing. He was like, you know, I wish I had done more than just cringed. I should have said this is never okay, you know, and it's just (laughs) (laughs) and it just bothered me because but this is my (laughs) this is my question to y'all. We force people to apologize, right? (laughs) <laughs> and then they say shit like that. Then you're like, come on, man. You didn't cringe, A. Right. <laughs> B, this is never okay. And then you were okay in capital letters. It's just too much. I was like, who is buying this right now? Kellyanne Conway. Okay, so. I'm to, actually, while you guys talk, I'm going to look up the actual so, tweet. So to the other side of that, you know, this is fucked up to bring it up like this. Kathy Griffin apologizing for what she uh, did to Trump. Oh, yeah. Jeez, that like, was... Cause they all they bring in that they bring in that conversation on comedians crossing the line there, you know what? what, Okay, so for Bill Maher, right? It's almost like he's been doing this long enough to know what he can and can't get away with, and so for them, for us, I mean, for me personally as a black man to let him get away with this shit, I be checking the people in the deli about using the n word around me. So the fact that this white man gets on television is like. If he can be like, oh, it was a joke. I'm on you guys' side or whatever the fuck he wants to say and use it as an excuse. Well, we ain't over it. We've moved. Hell to the motherfucking no, you're not. not Because you would have never said that shit, whether it was a joke or not. That's some shit he'd be doing in private. He thought that he was, you know, his Rachel status was going up in the game and that he could just get away with something else. And now people are letting him. This is Trump's America. I believe that Bill Maher said exactly what he wanted to say. I believe that his mouth and his thoughts betrayed him and he spoke a little quicker than he realized he had spoken and then he had to he had to stand by it in the moment and so he laughed off because he immediately says it's a joke. 
and he says it kind of nervously because he realized he had fucked up. Right. But you know me. It's I'm live, a, right? I'm a season one, episode one nigga. So let's dial it on back <laughs> to when you said what you said. Now, I said this on Twitter, but let's go ahead and break it down for people that listen to the, to the show. Give it to the people on the pod. Now, you know, I crack jokes on this show every single week. And I mean, I go to the line. And on right? Twitter. And on Twitter. And it goes even further on Twitter. <laughs> but like I go to the line and I say oh, things that might make people uncomfortable and might offend certain people. However, I, as I always say on this show, recognize the importance of intention. And when people can sense the intention in what you're doing, they're not offended and they go ahead and follow you into the land of the laugh. That's the goal, right? So there's certain things that just ain't funny. It's certain stuff that you just cannot joke about. You have to, other people might even be able to joke about it, but sometimes you can't. It's not your joke to crack. Bill Maher is a professional, right? So he's been doing this for years, a making vet. money doing this. Yeah. He recognizes the importance of the execution, the importance of the way that you throw the joke, and the importance of something landing. He gets that. So he knew that, it, like I said on Twitter, if you want to crack a joke about slavery or make a racially toned joke based on him saying something about the fields, go the other way with it. Say like, well, you, you know what? It's about time we got our white asses in the fields. I'll, I'll meet you there. It's about time. Right. And put your fist up or something. That'll piss everybody off too, but at least it'll be intentioned well. You know what I'm saying? At mm -hmm. least it'll make you chuckle or some shit and you can take that as opposed to sitting on television and saying, I'm a house nigger. Ooh, and the way it rolled off his tongue. With, the With ease. ease. Oh like my ease. God, it was Insane disgusting. It. It, I, That's why I don't buy his apology because I know that you really literally knew better. You said nigga because you wanted to say it and I loop and group everybody that's black that's caping for him and supporting him in the same pile and I like to call that pile file 13. Now, do you all know what file 13 is? What's that? I bet you the listeners know. My fourth grade teacher, Miss Ogilvie, told us this. That was Ogilvie. She told, she told us that uh, <laughs> file 13 was the cold Ogilvie. word for the trash can. <laughs> So, yeah. So all of them are trash. How can you defend that? You let him sit up on TV and say nigger. And two white men, let's, two white men are sitting on television having a conversation, tossing, volleying the word nigger around and laughing. It's like sitting up watching Roots on television dirt like today. That's completely unacceptable. Certain shit is just not okay. Fuck that apology. It's complete bullshit. He knew what he was doing and he said it anyway. Now, Kathy Griffin. Wait, hold on. Before you move on to her, yeah. this was in his act. His name is Ben Sass, and he says, "My three reflections on Bill Maher." Oh my god! Number one, I'm a First Amendment absolutist. Com comedians get latitude to cross hard lines. Two, but free speech comes with a responsibility to speak up when folks use that word. Me just cringing last night wasn't good enough. Who wrote this? His, uh, this is on his Twitter. Baron Trump. Who wrote this? <laughs> Here's what I wish I'd been quick enough to say in the moment. Hold up. Why would you think it's you okay like to you. use... <laughs> Why down. would you think it's okay to use that word? The history of the N-word is an attack on universal human dignity. He was going to say therefore, all that. <laughs> <laughs> It's therefore an attack on the American creed. Don't use it. When he had his Alan McBeal moment, that's what he did. <laughs> that shit sound like Degrassi. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just 
that's the weirdest don't apology. <laughs> the N word. Don't use it. It's like a fucking after school special. What the fuck? What is that shit? But I'm that's why I have it. I have issues when people say things and then the internet says, I expect an apology. Because sometimes I'm like, what does that really <laughs> they do? They still did it. I get it. It's a humbling, like, you have to eat your words publicly. You have to apologize publicly. I get the high of that moment. But they said it with ease because it's how they feel. Yep. And you making them apologize, I don't know how much is you know that's going to really change. I could crack some good jokes about a lot of bad things. I mean, some stuff that would make anybody. <laughs> I could make them um, the niggas outside of Buckingham Palace laugh. I oh guarantee God. you I could. But I know that some stuff, I no matter how, and I mean, it's funny too. But I just can never crack them jokes. I know I can never, ever say them. Not publicly. I've said jokes to you, Asante, <laughs> that I can never, ever say. And if you ever repeat, <laughs> me and you going to be, be used fine. to be I'm friends. It's fine. I'm sure I've said some jokes to you so, that I can't but yeah, repeat. I'm, you I'm know what I'm saying? I'm right like, about a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> what do y'all think, though, about making oh, people just, apologize? It's bullshit. It's First totally of all, bullshit. they So what should they it. do if, like, Bill Maher, what should he do? To I don't even know what atone the word is. himself. Atone. There, first for of these all, actions. there's a difference between an apology and a consequence. I think that what people desire is a consequence, right, for the behavior. An apology, like you said, yeah, there's a, a gleeful moment of you know humility on their behalf. We right. get to laugh at them having to butt break down and get down on their knees. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And beg like Jodeci. <laughs> but you know, that's not the point. That doesn't fix anything or solve anything or or hit their asses hard so that they learn a lesson. You know what I'm saying? It, that's why fighting feels good because you know that you're going to beat their ass and they're going to be hurting the next day and thinking about their sins. So that's why we want to make them apologize, but we really want a consequence. So like in this case, Bill Maher needs to be snatched of, of any type of power or influence that he has. And unfortunately, the visibility that comes along with the television show that people already know is going to be sensational. You don't deserve that. Like, like Bill O'Reilly getting the sack. You right. gotta go. They gotta go. They got to go. Right. Kathy Griffin, a little bit different. Yeah, you don't think that was fair? A little bit different, and here's why. Number one, I feel like she completely be Okay, let's just start from the beginning, right? So there's a long history of women, right, of, of whatever influence <laughs> holding the heads or the image of the heads of, like, political figures, right? That's nothing new that's been done since way back and back and back and back and back in, okay? This is something that people have done. Is it controversial? Absolutely. Who wants to look at the head of somebody that they know is walking around alive, right? But it's Donald Trump, okay? Number two. Number number. So there are some of us who, yes, it's something grotesque and um, absurdly offensive, you know what I mean? And it's in what it is, in its nature, I guess it's uh, you know a uh, 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 what am what in a um, damn what am I uh, where they like a, they act like something but it's not really going on but it's a um a re- like a reenactment but whatever mm-hmm. whatever it's like an image of her him being beheaded right she's a comedian she always talks shit she's very controversial it's nothing new. Where I feel, think she dropped the ball is not standing in her shit. She should have been like, look, 
This is a long history of people doing this. I'm no different than anybody else. You just don't like it. And I don't like some of the stuff that he did. Where was all this outrage when they were yeah, denying them people at the borders? Where was all this I, outrage when they I was talking about building the wall? Where was all the outrage when they said grab her by the pussy? That's what you do. You stand in your shit because you meant that shit. Damn. And you're a comedian. And so you're supposed to be strong. Nobody's going to believe anything she says Sadly, anymore. It's the same she thing. completely white womaned her way up out of this shit and started crying and being the victim. He he broke me. He broke me. No, you broke yourself. And I would never defend Donald Trump, and so I'm not because I really can't. But what happened to her is not his fault. That's her own fault. And not for what she did, but for the way she handled the fallout. Mm, she took her own power away. But I guess, but I think another part of that might be not, for me, I, I, com- I completely agree with you, but I also try to think of a woman in her position the type of backlash she receives behind closed doors because she did lose her job for New Year's doing where she's pushing the envelope every year. I'm not saying that she should have cried and apologized because they probably would have been like, oh, my God, here go Kathy again. But it was giving them a lot of looks. Like, everybody's looking like, well, what's ABC going to do? And they should have been like, well, maybe a lot of people are going to watch. But because she cried and tried to boo her way out, everybody's like, no, girl, now none of us believe that. Like, it's almost like she lost her credibility. And it really fucked it up. It did did kill me, though, that they said Baron Trump was crying (sighs) when he thought his dad. I I was like, yo, for them. Do y'all know what y'all did to the Obamas when they got in there? For his PR people to spin this like that, to use sympathy and, like, use his son who probably is at home like, who? (laughs) Or who probably thought it was funny. Kids (laughs) nowadays, they know all that goth shit, like all that shit. That he might have thought that shit was funny or whatever, or been amused. He probably did not even give a shit if he saw it. And furthermore, why should we show this empathy? Why should we care about how they feel or their feelings being hurt when this is one of the most heartless people that has ever walked the earth? You think I give a fuck about Baron Trump crying and his feelings being hurt? Good. That's what he gets. Ain't nobody said nothing about Sasha and Malia when they called their mama a hoe for having her arms out in a picture. Calling her an age arm. And And having those images of hanging. They've been on so many trees. Come on now. They've been on so many trees. They've been called so many niggers and all that shit. And it's so many bumper stickers still running around here today. I mean, I will say when I saw the Kathy Griffith image, I was like, it was jarring, right? It was a lot. That shit, Even, I mean, that I shit think looked, it was a lot, I, and I love Kathy Griffin. But when I see that shit, I was like, "Whoa!" Because I was thinking, like, what? Side, right when they when she got those pictures back and looked at it, what made her think? Like, I wonder what her thinking was. Like, yeah, this is gonna get the internet talking. Like, right. did she really think that was gonna get her points? Like, we think, dislike him so much that we were gonna be like, "Yeah, Kathy." It was. I, I think another part of her losing it and crying and all that is because of how whack the artistic direction was too. Like, that's why it got lost. That's another reason she thinks it might have got lost in translation. It's like it's already the pictures look terrible on top of you doing some terrible shit. But if the pictures at least would have looked like good or artistic or something cool about it and got it talking in a different way, it would have been different. But it's scary looking, and Kathy Griffin, you're not a scary lady. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Do you think her career is over? No. no. <laughs> She's been blackballed from, like, in several different arenas. Had a TV show about being blackballed. I'm like, how do you have a TV show? Why like, should we give a fuck? Where Kat, where um, Colin at? Where Colin, where Colin throwing a football yo, at this season? Oh. Why should we give uh, a God. fuck about her not being able to, to do fucking New Year's Eve one party? Bitch, one party, and you complaining, and it's her your fault again. Again, think 
you have to think about intention. You, why would you put all that fake blood and stuff at the bottom? Why not just get a mannequin head that looked like him with the hair? We would have known who it was and hold that up. Or even if you get the lifelike one, just lose the blood in the open end. Or hold it Close it like a wig head at the bottom. And nobody, I'm telling you, nobody would have been, they would have been pissed, but it would have been different. That blood and the, the, the real looking makeup is what threw it all off. But she's never had good style choices. Look at her. When has she ever looked good? She I mean, always honestly, got that dry Reba flip. Yes. Like, you know what and I'm I saying? It's Reba a style. Tanya Griffin ain't got no style. My, the only thing with comedy is that I feel like what makes comedians so fascinating, and obviously I'm speaking for myself, when I watch stand-up is the past they get. They get to say... <laughs> Everything we're privately thinking. <laughs> they get to say the conversations that we're privately having with our friends, for the most part. Obviously, some stuff is a little too far, but um, they just get that pass. They get the freedom to get on stage and say exactly what they're thinking. That's why it's Without lit. the fear of, even though it's different now, backlash, I think, is, is a little heavier than in the past. Because of social media. Yeah, because now every, like, even Chappelle's show, when he came out with these new Netflix series. <laughs> yep, Tracy you know, Morgan. Yeah, it was, he got backlash. And, yeah, Tracy Morgan, even when, I think it was uh, Damon, the Damon Wayans, that he was on The Breakfast Club, and I think they were asking him about the Bill Cosby case, and he was making fun of how the women looked. You know, like oh. a lot of backlash. So it's not the same. Like now you you can't just speak as freely because people will check you. It's a different time. But I think what always drew me to comedians is their their freedom to just say to whatever. Say yeah, like I always found that fascinating. Like Richard Pryor and, no. you know, who's known for not giving a fuck. And um, my favorite, um, oh, my God. His name is escaping me right now. The older man. That, Red Fox. No, that always has the the headscarf. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm not remembering his name. It'll come to me. Anyways. Um, Kim Whitley. No, that he's always making fun of white people. Oh, Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney. Yes, oh my God. Paul Mooney. I don't know why his Hilarious. name is escaping. Like, Paul Mooney says. <laughs> It's what? On. I would have died. I love Paul Mooney so. You know he's my favorite I comedian. I him so bad, but I was like, I am not going to be. He probably would have told you all. <laughs> Look at his Bluetooth was on, so I accidentally saw. Man, if you don't get your ass back there and sit down somewhere. <laughs> I wanted to send. You know he's my favorite his phone comedian. So he's hilarious. <laughs> what would I have sent to Paul Mooney's phone? Why would I do that? But I mean, I think that's part of their their magic and the you know what makes them so different. They they can they can say anything and obviously they kind of can't but they do and mm-hmm. that's what makes them. It's ways that you can do it. After the show, I'm gonna tell y'all how the Wayans guy could have cracked that joke. Oh gosh, I'm gonna tell you how he could have <laughs> did it and not offended people. I'm but, gonna tell you. But how. here's my question to y'all: Now the times are changing. Should comedy change along with the times, no, or should people art. just let? comedians be who they are it's an art but you have artistic responsibility and accountability you know what i'm saying just because you have this license in to, this day and age or you think in, period back eternally. in the day i feel like it wasn't it wasn't uh no one really cared about responsibility right well because you know why uh, like eddie murphy because they didn't have google back in the day so it's like you know now people are like you need to educate yourself more or posting their stand-ups so they won't give you no passes because they feel like you need to be tolerant and know everything now so it's kind of this scaredness that's the where the responsibility plays in right because the art doesn't change 
But times have changed. The social climate has completely changed. There is a sense of accountability that people have in general about what they say. So the challenge is, and what makes you doper than other people, is that you you know how to do it that way. You know how to go ahead and crack the joke within those boundaries mm. you know what i'm saying you you can finesse it enough to do it that's where the that's what makes them special that's what makes them more talented so than special. people who can just say something funny i there's a skill involved so it's just basically stepping your game up bingo like not taking the easy jokes and the easy laughs right. that you know you'll get by being controversial but making the entire room erupt in laughter Be within the parameters in a witty way. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. It's almost like rap. That's it. And that, that, I just, <laughs> you can spit any that. bars, but you got to spit the best bars. And right. Kathy Griffin oh. really thought we was finna feel sorry for her up there crying, talking about he broke her. I just couldn't believe it. I'm I like, didn't see that. She I'm said like, he broke her? She was standing with a lawyer friend. Up there with her lawyer. Her lawyer was talking, and then Kathy kind of yeah, You know you they know, did a whole something. press conference. Yeah. Was it Gloria it's all right? <laughs> no. <laughs> She would have shut her ass up. Then Gloria Allred is a winner. That ain't no fair. This ain't Phaedra. Okay. Gloria Allred don't play. If anything go down with me and I can't speak, Even we know call Gloria, game. friend. Call Gloria. I'm you. Bad bitch. It's legal. So what advice do you guys have? Well, actually, even for yourselves, I'm curious. Like, how do you create now when you get up on that stage whether it's you know opening for shows or doing improv like do you have a bit of fear that the wrong thing will come out because we're all inappropriate <laughs> but now you have to put on the what lens what do you think of see so do you hold back I think to myself that luckily we're blessed where we end up in arenas where, you know, it's all black people that always come. So I'm always really excited to see black people. So I'm in my element. And that's kind of why I look at Bill Maher and I'm thinking, like, you have an audience of people that know who the fuck you are. So what the fuck are you doing? These people, and they did laugh, so I guess they do I like mean, the fact that you— I mean, he literally was in his <laughs> element. I mean, that's why it really fucks me up that he did that and the audience reacted. Anyway, for me, when I get on stage, I'm in my element. So I know— that I can say whoever and whatever on that stage and people are right there with me because they came to see the same show that I want to be a part of. So it's like we're right on together. I know what's funny and what's funny to me and what they're into. And that's why like comedians sometimes can just effortlessly tell jokes. Like I watch comedians like Hannibal on on Broad City and the role that so he plays funny. up there when he he's like literally just being, being his nigga ass self. Like we or all even know Titus. that. Even Titus. Even mm-hmm. Titus. We know... <laughs> we all know a Titus. So <laughs> I think comedy, as long as you're in your lane, you know how to do it. That's why if you don't really have it, you can do some more research and maybe get it. But there's levels to this shit. So you do agree that you do have to have a responsibility with your comedy? Oh, for sure. For sure. Because you have to be able when you tell jokes, you have to know where they hit and where they miss. And you really have to guide yourself through the audience. So if you're saying something and you feel like people might be getting a little uncomfortable, you can push the envelope to make that shit work by owning it sometimes, but you can also find a smart way to push the envelope. Again, like Dustin said, if Bill Maher would have said that whole thing about the field, like he was like, you know, come work with us in the field. If Bill Maher would have been like, it's about time, you know, us in the fields, I want to see that shit. Like if he would have said that, I'd have been like, all right, cool, what the fuck ever, but he didn't do that. So push the line, but be intuitive about how but take a microscope is. to that line, you know, really. Because it's, it's a yeah. little, yeah. Don't I mean, push I guess it too that's far. The, I guess that's where the art lies, and knowing exactly where that line is. 
you know how you have friends where you can talk about your friend in a playful way and y'all can go back and forth cracking on each other and you have the best belly laughs in your life because mm-hmm. you know that that's your friend and it's just the way that they are respectfully tearing your ass up. The audience is your friend. Whoever your audience is, that's your friend. You don't want to say anything that's going to genuinely offend them, but you can gently play with certain things that may be offensive. That's the funniest shit. You know what I'm saying? The shit where you low-key laughing at somebody, you know, or laughing at something, I should say, but it's done in a way where you know it's not disrespectful. It's just funny. That's your responsibility, and that's the very generic breakdown of it. You know what I mean? It goes deep. As a man, there's certain things that I just won't say when I'm discussing something that involves a woman. Yeah, I might have said the B word a couple of times with Kathy Griffin, but that ain't the first time she's been called a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's, you know, whatever. But, like, there's lines that you can't cross. Right. So you respect that. And if you're good at what you do, you can finesse it. And that's what makes you excited when you know that you've done something that was a risk. You rolled the dice and you don't get, you don't crap. It's great. It's a wonderful feeling. And what about the argument about the N-word? Well, what ain't no argument as far as I'm concerned. We should all be clear <laughs> that if you are clear. I guess that's the part that blows my mind when people, like, why do you want to use it so badly? <laughs> like, people arguing why about it. Why so badly in front of my face is what I want to know. Why is this even a conversation? And I think that's why I'm really, like, upset. Like, if we, I hate to be like, rally the people, but if we let Bill Maher get away with this shit, it's just going to be comedian after comedian think that they can throw it in somewhere in there somehow be like, or be like, let me not be like Bill Maher, that nigga, or something like this. Like, it's only going to be a matter of time, and it's going to be like, this is unacceptable. And also the timing of it, I think. It's. I mean, excuse me. Let me retract that statement. There's never a time. <laughs> number one. Hello? Okay, I sound like Ben Sass. Number one. Um, <laughs> my three thoughts on Bill Maher. <laughs> no, but I think that's you know number one. But even the timing of him using this joke, like, bro. Are they're, you out of your fucking like, mind? There are white supremacists right now that are that are uh, verified with blue checks on Twitter <laughs> for being known white supremacists. There are uh, people getting stabbed on trains and dying, you know, by white supremacists, like terrorist attacks on the regular by white supremacists. How many have we had? I saw a post that said there have been 154 terrorist attacks since the new year. That's, you know what I mean? Like, there's no playing with that word. There's no playing even with the sentiment behind it and talking about plantations. It's just too fragile. There's no joke in it. There's nothing funny about it. You're a white man saying it on national television. To another white man. To another white man. Knowing the president we have to right now, knowing the conversations online, it's just totally adding fuel to the fire. And for him to not see that is very strange because he's a smart man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's a little debatable at this point after these conversations, but he has that show because he's an intellectual, but... He think he he operated within that fake blackness. He think he got bro. Right. I knew he that thought he was fake zone. black when I saw he had his hair like Coretta. <laughs> I was like, you know what? See, you are Bill. You like 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 Monique said in prayer. You try. I think you trying me. I think you trying. Me. <laughs> Word. Up. Okay. When I saw that roller set, 
I was and the like, show is live. That's why I'm telling you, just he came out before he thought about it. And I saw his apology where he said that he's usually very tired on Fridays and, you know, he blamed it on, I guess, a end of the week brain. Not good enough. Not good enough at all, Bill. And I I just, it's it's really crappy. Steve Harvey. sloppy. Steve Harvey was tired. You know, he went off about being tired. Okay. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Do you guys watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? I used to, yeah. Do you remember when um, Larry took in that family, the black, the black family, family. During, oh after Katrina, God. he took that black family in. Oh well, God. it was Vivica Fox, I so I know the aunt this. from the Jamie Foxx show, all of them. And then the guy, what's the guy's name? Asante? I don't know their names, but I've seen this I can't clip. think of his name, but everybody was funny and talented, right? <laughs> the, Larry David, the guy on Curb Your Enthusiasm, white guy, comes home. He's talking to his white friends about he couldn't believe that he saw this, you know, incident at this restaurant of like racism or whatever. He's like, you know, and the guy comes out. I couldn't believe it. The guy comes out and he looks to the other guy and says, you know, this big 400-pound nigger. And he was like, and I'm like, and when he says it, the one of the black upstairs. people is walking by the one of the, I think it was Vivica Fox. Wait, he said it? When He, he said <laughs> it like he was back. telling the story like that he was shocked at this other white man Same. saying this. Like, you know, <laughs> I can't believe the shit I saw today. Like, blah, 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 blah. But Vivica Fox was walking by with a stack of fold, freshly folded bath towels. Look, she so she was doing laundry. She went back with them towels. She said, what did you just say? <laughs> did you say nigga? Larry. And then like and the whole family came out one by one. Oh, fuck you, Larry. Baby. This motherfucker caught us here. I guess we just a bunch of niggas in here. Huh? <laughs> like, that is how you crack the joke that's how you do it that's how you make it funny that's how you go to the line that's how you don't offend anybody it is funny you're a comedian do your job make it funny that wasn't funny that was him talking that was a a, that was something that he says regularly i don't buy that he was cracking the joke he's not giving that privilege from me as a comedian he doesn't get that room for error sorry hmm well listen up comedians and those of you who are writers and TV producers and content creators that too (laughs) content creators there's a line I guess you just have to be mindful of what that is we had a show about boundaries cultures have boundaries races have boundaries too so learn what those are (laughs) learn what those are there are plenty of think pieces for you to inform yourself with and hopefully you found this uh, episode helpful. Any last words you guys want to give before we move on? <laughs> not none that I can say on air. See, this is me being responsible. <laughs> not that I can't say the last words I want to say. I have nothing for Bill Maher. Uh, Kathy Griffin, if you're listening, because you probably have nothing else better to do except for <laughs> pretend cry. Um, just re-air them old specials. Or actually, you got to disappear for a year. Just take some time. Let people forget about your redheaded ass. Don't be present for New Year's. Don't say nothing. Just, you're white. You'll be all right. I mean, you still have money to spend. But when you come back, do your old specials. 
Do a little comeback story. I'm sure Trump might be gone by then. So you could she do a little run about him. a third love bra and get it together. <laughs> Word up. That's what she needs. I mean, I just don't trust him right now. That fake crime just did I, not do it for don't me. Don't you just want to tell Kathy, pull it together. For real. Pull it together. I genuinely believe uh, them tears are because, like, maybe somebody said, Kathy, these pictures ain't shit. And then when she was, everything came out, she was like, oh, it's fine. They're going to ride with me. But then, like, white people were really giving it to her. And then she was like, the pictures look bad. What if my people don't like this? You know, her people being people. They like her. I think she just turned into a total white woman. I think she totally played she the game. When I say that, that I, I know. That's and why I think it's we so... finally what what Cindy say? What Cindy Lauper say? I see your true Cindy colors. Lauper. Okay, we seen her true colors. It showed now. I think that she when the when the shit hit the fan and the heat was really, really on her, I think that she could not take it. And that's why she would get on TV and say that this fool broke her. I was so if anything, I was so let down, like you're supposed to be the main one that knows how to take the heat. You're a comedian. You crack jokes about other people. Like, the weakness that she showed. And then, but what just, if Bill Maher would have been like, yeah, I said it? Then I would have been like, cool, you a racist nigga. Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> right, that would, make, that would make things easier. I, I get it. And, I, and that's, okay, well then, that's you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> so we clear. Just like, when Paula, just like when Paula Dean used the N-word, Ooh. that shit rolled off her tongue. Like, we didn't even hear it, I don't think. Said that man was dark as they couldn't see him because he was on that black wall, remember? He can't, can't even see ya. All Look I, at him. All I know is when I heard <laughs> about it. Said. When I heard that Paula Dean used the N-word, I, in my mind, imagine she probably says that shit all the time. Like, First of all, I, I oh, fell yeah. out. Did you I fall out of something? Immediately. I, 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 <laughs> like, I know on several occasions that she has used that word. <laughs> like, <laughs> going to the grocery store. You know, she put butter on everything. Can't go to the grocery store. And the, Look, the butter that spilled out the grocery bag. My nigga, that my nigga. Damn, like, load just, my groceries. That goddamn ain't load these groceries for that damn. Look at this. <laughs> I just knew in my heart. I was like, and then she gonna come apologize. Y'all, I am so in traffic, sorry for using, for saying Nick, I mean, using the end. Oh. No, she didn't do that, but it felt, it felt like that. It was almost that's like. that's why I struggle with apologies. I really do. I really struggle with the internet forcing people to apologize. Me too, because it don't mean right. shit. It like you said, nothing. I think it, it's the response should be in the form of a consequence. Yes. If you have a show and you do that, you know, it should be taken away. Like, consequences. Just... And if people feel like getting a platform removed is too big of a consequence, like, these people have done these for years. Like, they know what they're doing. So when they make these one-time big flubs to just say, oh, you know, we're going to keep them around, mm. like, or maybe give them a suspension or some shit, that's just lazy. I feel like so much of the media is so lazy and they want to recycle old shit and keep all this dumb shit going as opposed to just making way for new shit. And it's never a one-time flub. It's just the time that someone heard you. Caught. Right. Because if the you say that comfortably, yeah, you're not going to tell me that a 70-year-old woman said that for the first time and happened to get caught. <laughs> Come on now. It's I'm, a lifestyle. It's only it's a, a matter of time zone. before somebody puts out some Bill Maher clips of him just saying shit on every episode, just hinting at where he's at right now. Talking about he a house N-word. What the fuck? I, I'd be like, well, you showed, I know you sure got your hair like one. And it you was see his pompadour in your head going to the bed. And the thing is, like, a lot of his peers were defending him. And, and listen, you know what it is like to have problematic friends. I'm sorry, friend. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. <laughs> You know what it's like. We all have problematic friends. But the difference is if someone in my peer group says something that is just like terrible, I'm not going to go online and tell people, 
Leave him alone and move right. on. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be like, listen, he's a grown-ass man or woman. This is, you know, th- my friendship will be based on the fact that I will stay by your side if you need to cry about it <laughs> and be like, yo, I fucked up. I'm like, you did fuck up. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to be online telling people right. that, they wrong that they're for wrong for feeling what they're feeling. Yeah, and that's the part that is really strange. How, even like Donna Brazil and... Like a lot of politicians and, and Crystal got her the fuck up out of there so okay. fast. I saw Crystal was like, I hope you got like a couple months rent for she this. She said like month. six months damn, rent. P.S. <laughs> damn. So she told her, P.S. You could at least got paid. I mean, damn. That's what Crystal thought. I mean, got her out of there immediately. You know, I was at home rolling. I hope they paid you at least six months rent, sis. And you know what I hate when people say like we have bigger things to worry about. You're right, we do. But who says we can't worry about all of them at the same time? Right. We are complex minds. You know, I can worry about uh, a TV show on HBO allowing this kind of conversation, while I can also worry about we know what's happening with the president and what's happening in my neighborhood with gentrification. We can worry about all of it. You can mm-hmm. also worry about whatever the hell you want to worry about. And you Absolutely. could also not worry and go right home there. and binge watch uh, Master of None. <laughs> yeah. I, who am I to tell yeah, you? Friend. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, As a cheetah woman, I can worry about whatever the hell I want to worry about. <laughs> Damn right. But I do hate when people say that. I saw that a lot too. Like, well, we have bigger fish to fry. Get out of here. Go fry those fish then. Stop <laughs> right. worrying about what I'm frying over here. Damn it. Oh man! Well, that's it for this week's hot button. Right, we got to change the subject. I'm so tired of rolling my eyes. <laughs> I need some eye drops. I've been rolling my eyes since we started talking. <sighs> Support for today's podcast is brought to you by Third Love. It's easy to love the way a bra looks, but can you ever say that you've loved the way it feels? Now you can with Third Love. Third Love uses women's actual measurements and super smoothing memory foam to create bras that fit better and are just way more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Third Love offers sizes from double A to G, as well as their exclusive half cup sizes. That's for those of us that have that little extra uh, bump at the bye top bye of our. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Just answer a few simple questions online and they'll recommend a bra in the right size and style for you. Keyword and you can try. Right. <laughs> Damn. And it's so cute. They ask, are your breasts relaxed? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is such a nice way of putting it. All right. Um, <laughs> and you can try one of Third Love's best-selling bras free for 30 days. Just pay $2.99 for shipping. You'll get to really live in this bra. Wash it, wear it all day. You might even forget that you're wearing it. It's that comfortable. If your Third Love bra isn't your new favorite, you can always return or exchange it for free. So go to thirdlove.com forward slash friend now to find your perfect fitting bra and try it for 30 days. That's thirdlove.com forward slash friend to try your new favorite bra for free. An extraordinary bra for every moment and every outfit is waiting for you at Third Love. Let's move on to this week's wellness segment. Well, well, well. <laughs> Janet. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Not that one. Well, 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 well. Janet would be more like, well, well, well. <laughs> yeah, be more like I canceled it. I'm planning a family. Oh my god! <laughs> now I'm back. State of the Whatever. world. Whatever. State of the world. 
two up. That's what Janet would be like. <laughs> Did you see the video when she was announcing and she was like, as you can see, I've put on a lot of weight. And then her brother in the background was like, a little. Uh-huh. She's like, shut up, Brandy. <laughs> Got him. Yo, that was nuts. Anyway, so I wanted to... <laughs> Her and her brother seem so damn funny. <laughs> On the low. Don't they that's seem the hilarious? That's, that's a show right there. <laughs> and that's a show so with magic. She was like, like, shut like, up. That could be a Janet Jackson. Yeah, I'm a little. <laughs> that's a show with magic like back Whitney Houston, Bobby Brown. Like like legendary, <laughs> oh, but legendary. Like, like some good magic TV. So damn Real. funny. Um, so this one is for those of you who suffer from menstrual cramps. Now, fellas, I know you're rolling your eyes like, er, let me skip yeah. this segment. No, come on. You have oh, sisters, damn. you have moms, you have uh, daughters, cheetah, <laughs> cheetah women around you. So it's just helpful information that you could pass on as well because, you know, a lot of us are, are unaware of what we can do to make these cramps go away. So I don't really get cramps as much anymore because I removed dairy from my diet. And dairy is inflammatory. And what inflammatory foods do, like cheese and all those, I know it's hard for people. (laughs) Well, you said what? The good shit. You're talking (laughs) pasta, pizza, lasagna. I know, I know. It's a tough one, especially cheese. I think cheese is probably, surprisingly, (laughs) milk wasn't hard for me. Yogurt was kind of hard because I... Chabani. Yeah. Chabani. You made us on our hood. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I used to love making parfaits. Oh, yes. Love a and like a mason <laughs> a parfait. You put it in the mason jar and you put all your fruit Ooh. and then uh the different level like yes. layers and then you put uh a coconut Hennessy. flakes. Ooh. A little Hennessy. That sounds terrible. On top of Some sugar. coconut flakes at the top. Oh. So that used to be my breakfast. So that coconut was kinda hard. Flakes. But I have found cashew based yogurt and mm. coconut milk based yogurt. Really? Both sold at Whole Foods. Um, I think it's the the coconut milk one is the so delicious brand. So delicious. And the cashew one is like cashew gurt, like it's called that. And you can find them both. Oh, um, cashew gurt, that's cute. So cute. They both taste amazing. You know, I wouldn't steer you wrong because it took me a while to find one that tastes good. Um, <laughs> but what dairy does is that it has these um arachidonic acids and that are cramp inducing, and that's what creates the inflammation in your body that makes this pain for us. So when I started researching that and I removed dairy for a lot of different reasons, even just for acne, um, my cramps went away. I can't, I'm not even exaggerating. Like they went away. I haven't had cramps in years. What is, what kind of acid? Arachidonic acids. I don't even Ooh. like how that shit sounds. I thought it you sound said Dothraki, like, like off Game of Thrones. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, is that why they call them the Dothrakis? Because, you know, like they'd be fighting like in the stomach or something. I didn't know where you was going. And what oh. happens with arachidonic acids is that they create these high levels of chemicals known as prostaglandins that get released in our bodies. And that's what causes the contractions this contraction here in our uterine muscles. So what I found is this young lady on Etsy who makes this balm that you rub on your lower abdomen. And she's so smart because what she did is she put together a series of herbs and oils that are known for being natural muscle relaxants. So while, Mm. you know, these these high-level chemicals and acids are making your uterine uh, muscles contract, 
when you rub the herbs and oils, it makes the muscle relax. So the contractions just stop. Hmm. Genius. Um, I've tried a couple of different... Yeah, exactly. A little topical natural remedy. I've tried tons of different natural remedies, and I'll be honest with y'all, not very many of them work. The only one that has worked was um, blackstrap molasses because it has iron in it. It sounds like it worked too. Blackstrap molasses. (laughs) It has iron in it, and it's just really good for our bodies. Taking uh, it does not taste good though. It is terrible. Mm, they let you know that up front. Black strap molasses. But taking a spoonful, you can either drink it straight, uh, put it in some tea, get creative, whatever. (laughs) 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 However, you put it in a muffin. I don't know. Put it in a muffin. But just one tablespoon. I know people that actually drink it uh, daily for their iron levels. Mm. You know, if they don't have uh, other ways to to meet those needs and not have iron. You know, people are anemic, have iron deficiencies. Blackstrap molasses, I actually have a video. I did it years ago, like three or four years ago. It's on my YouTube channel where I break down how blackstrap molasses works on the body. But back to this balm. Um, It's called Our Lady of Mercy, which I find hilarious. How ironic. (laughs) Genius. Isn't it ironic? She calls it a cramp bomb. Her her store on Etsy is called Holy Sponge. Mm. (laughs) She is amazing. And it's basically shea butter and coconut oil that's infused with ginger, motherwort, raspberry leaf, and arnica, and a few other different ingredients. And all of these herbs, if you research them yourself, which of course I want you to do, your your, uh, watch is just glistening over here. (laughs) Shining, 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 shining. I was like, what is that spotlight on my face? Uh, (laughs) I'm so icy. Oh my God. So, uh, like I said, all of these herbs separately, when you research them, are either they calm your body emotionally, vibrationally, and they also help your muscles relax. So she just did a nice little concoction here of relaxation. And so I uh, haven't had cramps in years and I bought these other products from her, and she happened to put the balm in the box as a goodie, like just as a gift. Oh, damn. Oh, cool. It was a come up. But it was, I know, right? But it was so, yeah, I know she's like, thank God I did that. Um, <laughs> but it was so interesting because I haven't had cramps in years, but because my stress levels were so high from visiting my grandmother this weekend, mm. um, my body wasn't in its normal, you know, its normal levels. And so when I got my cycle this week, my cramps were on a hundred, and I was like, "Oh my god, that girl put that bomb right on time!" Right on time. I mean, hey, it couldn't have been. It was, I know Dang. it's so weird how that worked out. So I was like, "Well, let me try it," and I rubbed it on my belly, and then I used a corn bag. Have you ever heard of a corn bag? No, you were telling me about it last week. I think. Yeah, it's these little. It's just a little sack that people sew. It's just fabric you sew in the form of a little sack, and they fill it with corn. Because corn... Them kernels. Yeah, and you can either use it for heat, uh, you know, pop it in the microwave for like 30, 60 seconds, or you can put it in the freezer, depending on if you need the heat or you need the cold. And corn, just really absorbent with temperatures, and it can, like, uh, maintain it. It sustains the, the different temperatures that you need. It's kind of awesome. I never heard of it. Um, I had had a badass headache when I was in Chicago, and Haas had a corn bag mm. that she said she bought from, like, her son's school. Like, a little girl was selling them. 
which I think Dang. is so cute. Just hustling cornbacks. Right. Right. So she was like, oh, try the cornback for your headache. Tried it. Boom. Slept with it on my forehead. Went to sleep. Worked like a charm. And then I ended up ordering one after that trip. So here I had my uh, Our Lady of Mercy balm. <laughs> my balm and my corn bag. <laughs> yeah, and my corn bag. And I was like, you know what? I think these two are going to do it. And so I rubbed it on my belly, popped the corn bag in the microwave, put it on my belly. And then the heat, as always, helps anything that you use absorb faster into your skin. So that combination within 30, 40 minutes, I was totally fine. My cramps were gone. And I went on Twitter and I was like, y'all, <laughs> like it works so fast that I like had to tell people because I know there are women that their cramps are so bad and then they have to go to work or they have kids and have to tend to them. And it's just so hard trying to juggle your day to day, you know, as a woman, when you have this debilitating pain that I don't think people understand how bad it is. Like you will be in bed in the fetal position, hunched over like there are people that faint there are people that vomit i mean it's there's levels to it so i was happy to be able to pass on this information and Not my favorite me. part is that it's all natural and she uses organic ingredients like i said it's mainly herbs so the whole it's holy sponge on etsy and it's called our lady of mercy cramp balm holy 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 sponge. and then the corn bag you can just write corn bag on etsy and that should pop up because it's really basic it's not really much to it um, but I just wanted you guys to try that to really uh, cheap things. It's not even $20 to buy both. Um, so hopefully that helps somebody. And that's it for this week's wellness segment. Now let's move on to Asante. What you got for us this week, Mr. Music Man? They call me the Music Man. I recommend music where I can. I want so, a corn bag. They're so cute. Somebody get dust in the corn bag. Yeah. <laughs> so this week for the Music Man segment, I just want to fill y'all with a lot of the listens lately that I've been listening to. <clears throat> I would like to start off with one India Sean Galaxy, mm. only because I've been promoting it for like three weeks in a row. And it is June and India, if you are listening, she has promised us more music this month and visuals this month. So... For those of you that have enjoyed Galaxies, go harass her on her Twitter. Uh, request her at the local venues. Do what you got to do. I want to see India Sean, and I want to hear India Sean, and I know that you do too. And if you don't know who India Sean is, go look her up. Go listen to her. That's I-N-D-I-A-S-H-A-W-N. That's the songbird siren. I had to do that first and foremost to Love get that you, out of the way. Love you, India. Um, lately, I have been listening to SZA. Lately, Love Galore featuring Travis Scott was catching my heart, but she also just recently dropped Broken Clocks, which is the shiz night. Um, Broken Clocks is amazing. The album Control should be out soon. Another TDE favorite. I think she's going to have features on there. Um, Isaiah Rashad's supposed to be on the album. You know, the song with Travis Scott's already out. So it's going to be that kind of vibe and wave. Get into that. And if you, speaking of Travis Scott, he is featured on 2 Chain's newest project. Um, 4 a.m. is name of the single. I, ATL native, love 2 chains, and I will always promote him, especially when he continues to present those fire bars that I love so much. Um, that's 2 chains featuring Travis Scott with the track 4AM. Um, if you want something a little vibey and trancy, if you're liking on that division wave, I've been listening to A-Shaw, A.Shaw. 
You might have heard of him before. He had the song uh, called Round Whipping. How you spell it? Um, A and then C-H-A-L is the second word. I don't know if I've seen He's got that. this song. He's like, I've been riding around whipping. And he does that whole like vibey, wavy thing. Mm. You're going to, I think, hear a little bit more from him. He was on one of those like, um, oh, you know what? He was on one of those random like compilation albums that somebody had. And like Timbaland was on one of the songs. And I think Division was on one of the songs. Soon was like, oh, this is really dope. So that's how I found out about this young man. Um, Lil Yachty I've been listening to. And I also made a playlist that I am working on. It's not out yet, but I've been snapping photos of the songs that I'm putting on there. I've also included ASAP Mob and ASAP Rocky. Um, they have a new song, uh, Raph. You know, Raph Simmons. They always make the uh, designer rap, which I love. Designer uh, rap. ASAP Mob, ASAP Rocky, Playboy Cardi's on the track, Quavo's on the track. I think even Frank Ocean gets him a little piece of the track. So I was feeling that. And because I was in Philly this weekend, I downloaded a Meek Mill song. <laughs> and um, it is whatever you need. And it's also featuring Chris Brown and Ty Dolla Sign. New Ty Dolla Sign! When I heard them say that on Insecure, Issa Rae said that, I was like, she thinks she me. New Ty Dolla Sign. Okay, anytime I can hear Ty Dolla Sign on some oh, that's shit. that's right. I forgot he was on the episode. In the mirror. <laughs> you know who put me on a Ty Dolla Sign? Because I, w- I was seeing him and I was like, oh, okay, you know, another future nigga or something. Now he's on this fucking Fifth Harmony song. Who? Dustin. <laughs> I don't really? remember what Ty Dolla Sign song it was, but I couldn't stop listening to it. So then I downloaded one of the projects and I was like, oh, okay. Shit. <laughs> and then campaign was lit. And I was like, okay, Ty Dolla Sign actually makes some good ratchet music. I just really like how he sings. James Fauntleroy put me on. Hey, Funny shout enough. out to James Fauntleroy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He has new songs out too, by the way. On the SoundCloud, you know James got You know what? Mm-hmm. I really hate that SoundCloud might get some money out of me. That damn SoundCloud go thing. Oh, I've been this close. Yo, I am so mad. I give my money to two people already. <laughs> if you are a SoundCloud listening, just give the friend zone some damn SoundCloud. Please, face. we didn't gave a lot to you. I mean, we put <laughs> up the episodes faithfully every week as much as we can for the listeners. Like, give us the SoundCloud go. Give us because, a SoundCloud free. Because there are so yeah. many. Give us a SoundCloud free. Yeah. There are so many artists on SoundCloud that I be wanting to promote, but I can't promote properly because I just can't get it together. Because SoundCloud is not like the Apple Music and the stuff because the people do their remixes. Title, shout out to Title. That's what I Ooh, use. Shout out to Title. I like their visual content way better than anybody, any other platform at the mm-hmm. moment. They do a really great job of doing movies. Title, hit us up. Let's talk, Title. The friends don't got something special for you. Talk to us, Title. Okay. <laughs> talk to everybody up in this motherfucker. <laughs> so I think that's going to be it for my la- my listens lately. New Party Next Door dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, I Colors was actually too. listening to it today. What did you think of it? You know, Party is an acquired. <laughs> he's an acquired. Who are you asking, Dustin? You didn't answer. No, no nobody answered. I was, uh, I, I was drinking water. I was drinking water. I was drinking water. <laughs> we didn't hear you swallow. No, I thought it was cool. I like the um. What is it? I want to lay up with you. Something like that. Uh, freaking you. Something or... where the song is like he's basically saying he don't want to leave the bed. Like he's just right. oh, he's down um, to lay up with you. All is that day. peace of mind? And he, he's I like, I got, I gotta get to the money, baby. I think it's the first one. Pizza so she's mind. supposed to have a pizza mind? Like, I'm not going to be here. You got to eat takeout tonight? <laughs> That's what you talking about? I'm no house nigga. No, I'm right. no. <laughs> Peace I mean, of it mind. was cool. Yeah, no, Colors is just four tracks of parties, whatever parties doing. I, I, I am a party connoisseur. But, I, like, I love his music. But this track, some of it kind of was fucking me up because, you know, everybody has this uh, way of sounding like other people. 
But on the second track, he's doing a lot of this young thugging. And it's, it really be fucking me up. I was like, why didn't you just get young motherfucking thug on this track? Yeah. Jeffrey. Yeah. <sighs> Come on now. Jeffrey makes magic. Party makes magic. Travis makes magic. Like, they could all just be constantly collaborating left and right. And it just sounded like one long-ass song to me. And yeah, I'm, and then I'm there's into that one... party's music, but I just felt like I was on a roller coaster. Like well, it just... well, maybe you were. It's called Colors. So maybe yeah, he was maybe giving was you, like, different... The whole wheel. <laughs> His true colors were shining at the... <clears throat> The, that, the whole thing project feel like a cartwheel it does and I don't like it <laughs> but, but, like, but like a real slow one uh, and you gotta fix your knees and make sure they're above your like head like when right. Rose did it on, on the Golden Girls remember when she did them car rules or cartwheels around that room at that dance competition the listeners will remember y'all know when Rose <laughs> did them cartwheels <laughs> go ahead I hope Fury does that for one of his openings when he quotes but uh, that's going to be it for my listens lately. Outside, There are people that I will listen to on SoundCloud that I just can't pull up, like, offhand. If you follow me on SoundCloud, at Asante, um, you'll see, like, my retweets. I always retweet the episodes, and I always retweet the music I'm listening to. Because there's, like, this Preston Mills cat. Preston somebody. Presto sings. Look him up on SoundCloud, the shit. Don't forget that people were tweeting us about shouting out PJ Morton. Oh, yes. Hey. PJ Morton was getting tweeted a lot to us for shouting out. Shout out uh, to Go the listen homie. to PJ. I love, okay, if you have not seen PJ Morton live, please go see PJ He's Morton live. amazing. He gives the greatest live shows ever, and my favorite part the is towards the, the end. live show killer. I see why. <laughs> I love I, it. I got to see, shout out to Kia over there getting grown with Jade, our faves. Mm-hmm. I got to see PJ Morton live with <laughs> Kia, and um, towards the end, he always does that really cool cheers, and it always fucks oh, me up a yeah. little bit. Because it's like, imagine like soulful ass niggas in there, where everybody knows your name. I'm like, yes, singing, niggas. singing, sing. Singing. Like, he gives shows and like, it be, I be feeling like I'm at the Village Underground. Wow. I'm like, ooh. But that's like on top of the instrumentation, and he be having some singing ass backup singers. Like, shout out to PJ Morton. Shout out to PJ. Me and PJ met when I lived in Atlanta. We met at, hey, we actually met at Red Zone Studios. Which yes. Was, yeah, where Tricky and Dream made all their hits. And I was working, I was writing actually some music. Magic and I had, at Red yeah, Zone. Yeah, I had made a dope ass song and um, they were like, yo, we got to get PJ on this. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then he came to the studio. <laughs> like they literally called him and he came just to work on music so that was dope that's how we met shout out to PJ that was you, in 2000 like wow that was like in 2007 2008 so we go way back damn. yeah it's a minute ago for those of you that don't know who PJ Morton is he also is in Maroon 5 like he sure the hell is <laughs> that, that still be fucking me up I'll be looking like oh isn't that amazing this would be so crazy he's the black one the black in one five. <laughs> can't miss him <laughs> he's why it's Maroon <laughs> <laughs> It Yo, you know, it's getting harder to breathe. You know, I've been uh, funny enough that you bring up Maroon Five because I've been listening to their first album. Remember Is that the one with Sunday Morning on there? She will be. She will be loved. Yo, every time the way I it hear, starts out, love, every time I hear, she will be loved. Knock on my door. I wanna make you feel beautiful. Sing, Asante. I don't mind spending every day. Out on your corner in the pouring I like how y'all rain. <laughs> now I was gonna let you have it. I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, once I Beyonce, I froze. Look, said, once look, Beyonce froze. Was, look for the girl with, with the, the broken, broken smile, smile Lord, and ask her if she wants to stay. Oh, no, I can't. Look, and she will. She will. 
She will. That's how I got my songwriting Yo, credit on that song. Lyrics. You ain't. You why would me? you do that to me, friend? I why made would him put you that part in. And she will <laughs> be love. And she will. I know where you hide. <laughs> alone in your car. Stop. Like, I was like, oh my God. What you know, Adam? Get out of my business. <laughs> Yo, what happened to them? They just they, do you hear what they're doing so right now? Cool. Do you hear what they're doing right now? <sighs> they're, they're going down that Katy Perry road. I guess it happened. They had future they on went they, to the It's shop. the pop pressure, man. <laughs> they had Those future. checks. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I want to throw this at you. It's only on 15% anyway. And then, of course, um, dun, 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 Damn, I forgot the words. I did too. Somebody chicken thighs. It's love has taken its toll on me. She said goodbye too many times before. Hey, my heart is breaking in front of me, and I have no choice to never say goodbye anymore. Whoa, hey, whoa, bruh. was fucking incredible I'll never forget when it first came out I was like yes. are these white boys jamming like that <laughs> jamming she will be loved was the one shout out to Maroon 5 yo that song makes me cry every time man Adam oh. Levine is the new Michael Sunday McDonald Sunday morning rain is falling oh my god hey. Hey. yeah yeah sing that one that one used oh. to be the one too back again stormy weather is it true that that's the lady from um you said together just get so crazy living life gets hard to do Man, Woo! you want to talk about some you moments? Living like it's hard that to Sunday do. rain will bring me back to you. And then on that bar, it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, you yeah. better yell back there. <laughs> I'd be in my headphones looking crazy and pointing at nobody. Like, you better yell back there. That's right. You back there. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Yo, if you. you have not heard that Maroon 5 album you have to listen it's an to experience. it it is a classic that album is forever Thank it might be in my top it really is a great album for it's real it's up there with my with Amy's first album Ooh. like you know how some albums are just forever I have the weirdest album tops that no one would ever they'd be like what the fuck it was doing? one <laughs> Nelly Furtado was the first one that what? came she was that first, the first project was I like, like but, but the entire first project away. was like there were like tracks after tracks or like the first couple of them. But that first one, I was like, "Damn, this is which album was it? Was Try on that album? Yes, was on the did second? I see you standing Ooh. there, wanting more for me, and all I can do is try." Oh, we're gonna freestyle to that next week, <laughs> man. And then I see you standing there, wanting more for me, more for me, wanting more for me, more for me, wanting more for me, wanting more Preview. for me. Come on. <laughs> I feel you on Nelly Furtado. That Ooh. was the shit. Nelly fucking Furtado. The first album, though, like, because Try was on there. She had a, Try, man. Oh, never mind. I realized why I stopped liking her, but that's oh, neither no. here nor there. Oh, no. But yeah, Big hoops the, don't count. I mean, it cut what off the after fuck? loose. Big hoops after and loose. Of, then you oh, because loose Spirit was, in the dark don't don't yeah. none of that. None of that. Love the song with Timberland. Uh, man eater. Da-na-na. No, the say it right. Oh, Da-na-na. say oh no. In the video, you don't need nothing at all to me. 
Yes. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Imagine him in the studio Look, recording. You know who part. that was? That was something, but now he got his sound oh, together. Yeah, now I'm just like, oh. Well, they said that was um, Miss Powers from Lean On Me playing the piano on Miss Love <laughs> by Maroon 5. Oh <laughs> they said that was the one that rewrote the school song you know playing what? the piano. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> da, da, da. That was the lady. Oh, <laughs> shit. Give yourself a pat on the back. <laughs> Damn, that was a good one, friend. What else you was listening to? What other throwbacks? That, right, that, friend, shit. Wait, you was having the jam. It's the music, friend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I was... Dustin will be very happy to know I was listening to the My Life album. And... Um, Bopping. You know, that's forever. I mean, that that's... All those when pretty memories, not? Clyde must have told you he wasn't talking to so you, huh? <laughs> that's my favorite Mary song Yo, of all time. Yo, y'all slaughtered me online. That shit was so... People were like, I will never... Listen to the friend zone. I love her. <laughs> oh yeah, they do. You know they was in my ass about look, Whitney. Look, nigga said, "How you gonna do that in a Tupac movie coming out?" Ass. I was like, <laughs> somebody said that to you. What the I hell? Give a fuck. People were so <laughs> emotional. Um, but I actually thought it was hilarious. It was and so then, emotional. I <laughs> get. <laughs> <laughs> People, oh my God, people were saying in the comments that they felt that way about Prince and my heart almost broke. I was like, nah, oh, I see no, how Oh, no, baby, what is you doing? <laughs> and Sade. I you know, know I always name say I that though. <laughs> no, you didn't. I told y'all my oh, roommate. Britney Spears? Nope. That was Penny Man. <laughs> hey, the name I better not have seen. Okay, and thank y'all. That's all I ask for respect. Because why you gotta say the obvious? I mean, <laughs> I see you, Santa. No, you are terrible. Yo, Santa is the one up king. <laughs> see? More life, more oh, love, no. more fire. Remember Red Rat? <laughs> oh, no, baby, what is you doing? Do you remember mm-hmm. Red Rat and all the reggae songs? He'd go, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> No, I used to love that part. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! In the tight top blouse. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Speaking of dance hall, That's Spice was one. on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta tonight. And Carly Red got up there with her geriatric Who ass. Spice. Who is Spice? The um, dance hall artist. I don't know who that is. Spice? You don't know Spice? No. Just you will by the time this episode comes because they finna send you everything. No, they're not. Okay. Wait, is it a new dance hall? Spice says she's been around for a quite some time. Very popular, very um, edgy. Mm. You know, I just was surprised to see her. Man, Go ahead. She's part of the cast? No, she was, I don't know what's going to happen moving forward, but I they show gave her a lot like she was. She Uh-oh. was on a Jeremiah song. I had no idea. I need to look her up. Thanks again to Talkspace for supporting this week's episode of The Friend Zone. Talkspace is the online therapy company that makes it easy to connect with a licensed and experienced therapist, handpicked just for you, for as little as $32 a week. You can talk with your therapist whenever and wherever you are, on the web or over the phone, without scheduling, traveling, or worrying about your privacy. And Talkspace is 100% confidential. You can remain completely anonymous if you want. Join the over 500,000 users who have experienced the relief of being able to talk to a therapist at their own discretion, and on their own time. And for the couples that are going through a rough patch, 
Talkspace now offers couples therapy so you can oh, heal together. That's so cool. That is cool. You don't even got to watch a Yana's Fix My Life and just try to pick up the pieces from there. You could just <laughs> open up the app and let them so and talk. You know, sometimes, you know, you be trying to fill in them spots and be like, ah, oh, that's a little bit of me. <laughs> no, you can go to Talkspace and somebody can be like, that's not you, beloved, and tell you what the real is. So visit Talkspace.com slash zone for a special $30 discount off your first month or download the Talkspace app and use coupon code zone. That's Talkspace.com slash zone or use the Talkspace app and enter coupon code zone to get $30 off your first month. Talkspace. Therapy for all. And you know what? It is for all because I asked Talkspace yesterday if they provided services in multiple languages and they do. You know, maybe your parents, like my parents are immigrants where they have a foreign language that is their stronger language where they'll communicate with more ease feel free to recommend them and if you need uh, to find out information about a specific language just tweet them they tweet me, they tweeted me back within like an hour or two with information so just a heads up i think that's really cool that they offer that talk space for everybody everybody work talk space that is it over here um oh actually i would like to also give one more shout out uh to at messy miles for the discography of the Housewives of yes, Atlanta Lord. that he's been providing to us. Shout out to Messi um, Miles, huge supporter of the show, What by do you the mean way. discography? Like, he make, he's making a playlist? Um, More like albums and album he covers. He made album covers for each of the Real Housewives. Stop it. Based on photo shoots that they've done. <laughs> so he, That look like album covers. So he did this um, <laughs> NeNe Leakes, Lenithia, When You Got the Coin <gasps> album cover. <laughs> Friend is falling out. <laughs> yes. That was so real. And then it, there's well, a track the listing that came out with it. Uh, <laughs> Yo, y'all. So actually, and and Nene loved it, and she reposted it, and she really? couldn't get enough of it. Oh, that's cute. And um, so and people went as far as to make tracks. Um, the debut album, I said what I said. Uh, songs <laughs> one, honk the horn on the ass, featuring Greg Leakes. Uh, Close your legs to married men, featuring Kim Zolciak. <laughs> uh, I am very rich, bitch, featuring Sheree Whitfield. Bloop, Neverland. I mean, just. Great comedy. This is comedy at its finest. There you go. And I love that she was uh, playing in it, too. Absolutely. So he went so far as to go ahead and give them all ones. Uh, He gave Portia one. I am the princess of Thoughtland and spirit of Beyonce. Kenya Moore's uh, slut from the 90s. You know, (laughs) shout out to Portia. That was cute. Cynthia Bailey's The Bailey Agency. Which was funny. I just want to read The Bailey Agency's (laughs) tracks. to the titles. Um, Are you ready for the first one? (laughs) No. Coochie Crack. <laughs> the friend contract <laughs> win a case. I think that's my favorite. I'll have that one in rotation often. Um I'll tell you delete, my favorite. Delete, erase, unfollow. And no P E T E R. And bar one is the closing track on Not that. Not bar one. I think that it is hilarious that bar one is the closing track on that. Um, you know, enough said. <laughs> so those are just a few of the things that Messy Miles decided to give the internet, and I love him for it. So did perfect, you see more life? Perfect. I did see more life. I did. I was going to ignore that. Like one. Kenya Moore. With Kenya two Moore. Oh my more god! Life. More <laughs> life. Genius. Yes. Well, that's a was, perfect segue into Dustin. <laughs> All right, this week in a departure, we're going to talk about something really briefly that we haven't talked about um, yet, which is Little Women Atlanta. I thought I didn't know you were still watching. Uh-huh, the Wait, reunion came on. I just want to read the tracks for more life. Are you sure? I just want to read a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Tired Mama Joyce with Meditation or Medication. It's the Porsche diss track. Wow. She, she couldn't get it right whether she wants to do pet- meditation or medication. 
And my favorite one is Found Your Phone Yet featuring Vivica Fox. Because when Kenya Moore was on Celebrity Apprentice, that bitch knows she stole Vivica Fox's phone and tweeted stole from her Twitter. Her phone. Vivica Fox's phone came up missing on the show while they were recording, and uh, her Twitter account mysteriously had tweets stating that she was going through menopause and some other things. And <laughs> Kenya was blamed for it, and she was sitting up there bold faced lying, saying she didn't do it. I mean, like, literally looking like she was trying to contain her laughter. Thanks a lot. More more life. Back to you, Dustin Ross. Okay, so Little Women Atlanta. Um, oh, damn. I just think that it was it was a very, it was a reunion that gave us the things that we love about reality show reunions. There was a fist fight. There were tons of great On the insults, reunion? Tons of great insults back and forth. Um, gowns, great gowns, beautiful, beautiful gowns. gowns, little women in high heels. It was just great. I, I, it was just, it was a glorious reunion. I love the fact that one of the little women from the other franchise, the one that was on um, Dancing with the Stars, I can't think of her name, Haley something or whatever, she was the host. It was just dope. It was so good. Abira, who I really could not stand the entire time that she was on the show, not entire time because she was only there for like two or three episodes, but she was one of the greatest things to ever happen to a reality show reunion. Her insults were hilarious. The one-liners were hilarious. She was landing all her jokes and targets. It was just great. I'm showing um, her what they were all wearing. Shout out to, um, I hated the twins. I hate the way that they exploited Monty. Monty was so nice to everybody during the damn reunion. <laughs> the twins, they kept asking the twins what they thought about Monty. I watched it. They kept asking the twins about what they thought about Monty's um, situation when she was touching that guy's arm and they blew it out of proportion trying to cause problems for her. <laughs> but I just think it's funny who gets the last laugh because Monty has her wedding spinoff where we get to see the story um, play out. We get to see her manage to her marriage rather to Moreland. Her boyfriend's name is Marlon. She's Mor- Moreland. He spells it M-O-R-L-I-N, like Moreland. Uh, Moreland. Uh. Um, but it was just great. The twins really bugged me. Um, Minnie bugged me. Minnie wasn't even... You ever seen those people where they feel like if they're in a confrontation on film, they have to turn all the way up just for the sake of being able to say, no, I said something to them. I got they. Mm-hmm. That's what Minnie does. She don't even be mad about the shit they're arguing about, but she gets too deep telling them, you know, it's like you insult me, I'm insult you. It gets to the point where she told the pregnant girl she was going to be waiting for her at, outside the hospital. <laughs> When she had the baby, like, you know, over nothing. Like, it wasn't even that serious. But her mother was there, who was an average-sized woman, gassing her up. And her mother threw water at um, Abira, the girl that Minnie fist fought, mm-hmm. and it hit Monty. And so it was just a mess backstage, I'm telling <laughs> you. The Little Women Atlanta reunion was the shit. So shout out to the Little Women Atlanta. They got renewed for season four. I will be watching. This section is totally for the people that watch Little Women Atlanta too. So if not, you can go to the bathroom, whatever. But like, that's all we talking about. <laughs> so it was great. I really want a beer to come back on next season. I'm over the twins and their funky ass attitudes. <laughs> They're so fake. And they were picking at Monty. And you know how I am about that kind of picking and pride and shit. Don't bother nobody. That ain't bothering you. Right. And they were going after Monty. So I'm there forever, you know, charred in my book. Um, who else? It was just great. Uh, Minnie's mama looked like Tamala Man, like a like an evil, worldly Tamala Man. That's what Minnie's mama looks oh like. Oh, my God. That's what she looks like. And um, she gets up there and she tries to fight those little women. And she's a big woman, too. Tall, like, and big. 
And like I just find big? it so she's just tall, and I just find oh, it so and big. funny. I thought you said like and big. No, right? like e. And I just saw, I just uh, saw, I just found it funny that she talked about their shoes and she had on flats. It was just a lot. So just watch the Little Women Atlanta reunion. Um, also, basketball wives, I cannot wait. Evelyn Lozada is back in the Evelyn house. And it's so good this time because it's not like she's bullying anybody. It's really going to be her letting Jackie yes. Christie have it for old and new. And she my found book, her target. Finally. I feel like everything that she's getting her for is just it's atonement for Jackie. She Sims. finally found her target. It is. And what I also don't like, Malaysia, where you at? I love you, Malaysia. I've been supporting you since day one, since season one, episode one. I've been supporting you, but where are you at? Why are you falling flat? Why are you saying things that aren't hitting and sticking and landing? Why are you allowing Evelyn, Tammy, and jo- and um, Shawnee? I was like, Jocelyn's on Right, it? to ostracize you. Why are you letting this happen? This is your show. They're in L.A. That's your city. Run the show. Make yourself a—just just do what you've done this, thus far that has made us love you. I don't like the way that I feel like she is letting them like get over on her. Like how Bonnie Jill even got her. And Bonnie Jill, she would have been the first one. I was shocked Malaysia didn't give it to her. I thought Malaysia would acutely said something to her, but I'm gonna let it slide until next week or till whenever we get that scene where she actually does confront right. Shawnee and Tammy. You know, but for now, I'm just like, Malaysia, what's up? Because when Bonnie Jill first spoke out, I was like, ooh, Bonnie Jill better not be the new Susie out here. But right. then she got over and I was like, what? I didn't like that. I was Also, shocked. I can't wait until next week on Love & Hip Hop Atlanta because I don't know if you watched it this week, but in I the did. trailer for next week, Jessica Dime, who I cannot believe I'm eating my words and saying this, <laughs> but I enjoy Jessica Dime this season on Love & Hip Hop Atlanta. She has totally cleaned up her act as much as she could. We ain't talking about bleach. We talking about pine saw. So she went as far as she could, but I have you- thoroughly... Enjoyed her. I've thoroughly enjoyed her. And the fact that next week she is going to grab Treasure, who I cannot stand, and ring her bell. When I, did you see her grabbing? I did. Woo! I can't wait. So, love Hip Hop Atlanta. That's all. Y'all ready to move on? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so, what do they have for us this week? We're asking as a, asking as a friend. <laughs> That's what it is. Asking <laughs> as a friend. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> Black Shilly. <laughs> Uh, don't forget to email us as per usual at the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. Here we go. This one is titled, Should I Go or Should I Go? Well, well, thank you for listening to the friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, friends. Hey. I'm going to skip down where it says getting to the point. I like that. I'm in a great relationship and can really see a future with my boyfriend. He's super sweet, and we're both very committed to one another. We both have good jobs and make a good amount of money on the side doing what we love. He actually has his own business, which is very successful, and he's in the career field, which he loves. I, on the other hand, hate my job and have been struggling recently just to get out of bed and go to work. I'm a freelance makeup artist on the side and really want to make a career of it by becoming certified and getting a business license. In order to do so... I have to leave the island that we're from to attend a school that can provide the prereqs needed. My boyfriend is completely against it, and at this point in my life, I'm not really about to put my aspirations aside for the sake of a relationship. I feel selfish for feeling this way and would really like some advice. I'm all for the long-distance thing, but he's not, and I understand. Am I wrong for springing this on him? Is he being selfish by asking me to stay? 
Are we both selfish in our own way? Please help. P.S. I'm trying to leave in mid-August, and he's trying to convince me to stay or at least wait six months. I'm not trying to do neither. Well, waiting six months, that's total bullshit. Even okay. If you want you to stay or he right. wants you to go, that. Right, yeah. Don't go for the open. Yeah, don't dope. do that like, if you, you know, Well, just wait six months. Yeah. Girl, you never you leave. 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 Yeah. Um, but no, I don't think he's being selfish or you're being selfish. I just think that this is something that's important to you and something that you want to do. It's a life-changing decision, and I don't think that it's selfish for you to want to do that. I guess what I'm confused about is the way that I mean, you describe such a beautiful, you know, partnership between you and your boyfriend. And then in the very next breath, you're like, but fuck that shit, I'm out. <laughs> so what I'm supposed to, how I'm supposed to tell the nigga, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, whoa, so why is it so easy? But I get it because this is something that's, that's that important to you. So I say go for sure. Tell, be as clear as you can to your boyfriend that you're in love and you are dedicated to making this relationship work. Um, and just go. And if he can get with the if he can get with the program, great. If he can't, unfortunately, that's the you know part of the that's the, called making a decision, making a choice. Yeah, you, know, you have to buy into the good and the bad that come along with whatever you do. It may be an unfortunate consequence. You know, it just may be. It just may be. Mm-hmm. You always go first. <laughs> I bring me <laughs> bad bitch. Seriously, I'm there. That's one thing I never really uh, felt torn about when I was, like, younger. I, did she say how she was? Mm-mm. Um, Like, I remember when I had to study abroad and leave to Brazil for a year. My boyfriend at the time was like, you can't do that. Like, how are you going to just leave our relationship for a year? And even his mom was like, if you leave... Um, it's you know it's only right that he's gonna go to other women to take care of him while you're gone. Damn, <laughs> yo, she was a little too real. Um, and I left. I was like, "What? You think I'm not gonna experience this right. for a boyfriend? Like, what are you talking about? If you, leave me now. <laughs> are you kidding? I'm out. And even going to college, like going away, the boy, you know, at the time he was like, "What are you doing? How could you leave me?" And I was like, "Yes, like." <laughs> There's just some things that are logical. Like, you're not stopping me from my moves. Like, either you work around it and you and we and we make it work, like Dustin said. If we really are into each other, we'll make it work. And if you're not, then you don't. It's pretty simple. Yeah. But Fuck that. Get certified first. on Skype. No, I'm just playing. Go nah, online make your get, moves, Get man. on YouTube and get certified. Nah, I'm just playing. I mean, I think that... You want to be just as happy and, and fulfilled as he is in his work and work life, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. Just another piece of yourself you want to complete. So I'm kind of a friend on this, you know. Put yourself first. I mm-hmm. wish I could do that. This is the simple fact that you're like, I'm not. I don't want to do neither of these things. And the fact that you're getting sick, getting out of bed to go to work, something's happening. Your body is telling you, "All right, girl. Well, we don't want to be followers forever. So what you gonna do? So if you feel that you can smartly move out and, and do that whole thing and get certified because that's it. just another tool for you to have even, you know, down the road. It's not like you're just doing it for short term and you can't do makeup ever again. You're going to always do makeup as a woman. So as not as a cheetah woman unless you do it oh wrong. Oh, my God. So put yourself first and hopefully he'll come second. And as I think as women, too, we have to be cautious because people are used to us not putting ourselves first. As mothers, we sacrifice. As wives, we sacrifice. As girlfriends, we're always catering to men or our partners in general. So I think you have to nip that in the bud early. 
Get that out the way. Like, don't even allow okay. yourself to fall into that routine. I was literally, you know what? We're on the same page, I believe, because mm-hmm. I was literally sitting over here thinking, like, and shout out to the red flag that was thrown in front of you by like, this nigga not wanting you to even go in the right. first place. Like, right. What you mean, stay here for six months? Just give me six months, and I'm going to make you want to stay for years and years. And I'm going like, to tell you hey, something else. When you partner, partner, you wasting six more months. What partner doesn't get hyped? At the thought of you pursuing something, something you that want. is gonna like elevate you and your craft and your career, Give you your one finances, that don't trust you. level one that don't trust you, right? So Selfish. red flag again, or one that doesn't that is afraid of what you excelling will mean to the relationship, yep. especially if he's not doing the same. Yep. Nope. Been there, done that. You gotta go and just tell him like, look, nigga, I'm trying to make you look good in your casket. <laughs> Okay. So who you think gonna make you up when it's time for you to go to the upper room? Me. That's who. Okay. No, you want it to look don't, right. Don't call me when you ready to have your face beat for your first big television appearance right. for your business. Your okay? upper room cracks me up. <laughs> and when Rigor Morton said in, don't come calling me. <laughs> nah, girl. Especially not when <laughs> well, that is all. Thank you so much That's for writing in. Being um, filthy, the friends on at loudspeakersnetwork.com for all of your future inquiries. And we're going to move on to the black business of the week. Yeah. Um, I want to give a shout out to Royston. Um, we talked about Planet Organics and their salad dressing once before. Yes, we did. I can't wait And to they eat decided this. to send us some of their favorite flavors. Oh, or my damn. Some of what are going to be our favorite flavors. That's right. I'm taking home all the bottles. Okay. I'm taking home the mango cayenne. There are mm-hmm. flavors ranging from raspberry oregano, watermelon basil, rosemary garlic, uh, avocado, cilantro, lime. And the company Planet Organics is from Royston and Shane. And they're the two founders that established this in September of 2016. We featured them once on the Black Business of the Week before, but go to planetorganics.com and take a look at them again. Uh, these are concentrated dressings and marinades that they're selling. So one serving is only half a tablespoon, diluted with a little bit of your favorite oil, whether it be olive oil, your adventures with some other ones. Um, just go ahead and try them. I'm going to try them tonight. Y'all know I'm still doing this pescatarian thing, so I picked <laughs> some lemon garlic pepper, which I feel like would go tasty in a shrimp salad because... I do miss my lemon pepper wings and chicken. And it's dope because they met, apparently they met in college. They were two student athletes who were trying to figure out how to eat healthier. And you know, if you've been to college, that is not the easiest thing to do with the food that you have available right. to you. Yes. Uh, so they created this on their own as ways to marinate the school meat, <laughs> to marinate their salads. Uh, so I think that's pretty cool. I think it's innovative and interesting, and the combinations that they came up with are awesome. Like the ones, yeah, that, these flavors, like that cayenne mango, is gonna be popping. And was the garlic to, one? Rosemary, rosemary garlic, garlic. rosemary garlic. Oh my god! They also have peppered grapefruit, chipotle lime, coconut ginger, orange what? sage. Yeah, they're these all sound delicious. He only sent us one of each bottle so we can trade bottles every other week or something. <laughs> right. Or you can just cook. I ain't going to have none. I'm using my shit as a marinade. <laughs> well, I'm going to just come over and... Come you can have so many... Chi- oh, shit. So that's, I'll make you salmon. I can eat the- oh. That's Planted Organics, P-L-A-N-T-E-D-O-R-G-A-N-I-C-S dot com. And Definitely you can also them out. like them on Facebook, Instagram, and tweet them on Twitter. 
There is no added salt, no gluten, and no preservatives. So if you got dim issues, you ain't going to make this another issue. (laughs) Thank you, Planet Organic. Thank you. Support them, guys. Black business. And that's it for this week's show. Do you guys have any church announcements before we get out of here? We have one announcement. I'm so excited. We will be in New Orleans for the Essence Fest. Yeah. Look out for your look out for your crew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We'll be on the ground doing the footwork. Essence Festival. (laughs) So if you see us, bring vegetables. I'm talking green. Oh God. So we'll see you all in New Orleans, which you know is one of my favorite cities. I can't wait. You can drink everywhere. You can drink everywhere. I don't even care about drinking like that, but you can just drink everywhere. Ooh. Walking in the sleep CVS with a drink. I was like, oh my God, I could just walk with you. Try I wish we face. could stay longer, though. I know. I know. But it's oh okay. my God, we're going to have beignets high as hell. I can't wait. <laughs> So Essence Fest, we will see you guys there. Yes. Anything else, you guys? Not yet. <laughs> Don't forget to catch me on the last few dates of KidFuryLive.com or Fury's Thoughts Live. Go to KidFuryLive.com for those tickets. Again, the 9th is going to be Toronto. The 10th is going to be Washington, D.C. And the 11th is the last show, Charlotte, North Carolina. I love seeing all your faces out there. And if you come to any of those shows, do not forget to harass Fury's manager about seeing the friends on live in your city. Whenever I, people are like, where friend? Where Dustin at? I'm like, you see that lady over there? Go tell her you want the friends on here and she's going to make it happen. <laughs> like, just be sending hordes of people. So if you're going to run up and try to get a picture, get that picture quick and then go harass that lady right after. And that's it for me. What about you, friend? Well, by the time you guys are listening to this episode, I will be in Kingston, Jamaica. Yes. Right? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You going to be a black woman again? Oh, no, you didn't. Um, yes, this is the melanin will be getting Here a re-up. Right? Now that it's fading, it's going to get that re-up. So I'm excited about that. Um, of course, I'm excited about the wellness retreat. It's already sold out, which is exciting. Yes. Can't wait to see you guys. Kingston, you've always shown me so much love whenever I've, I've had events there. So I'll see you on Sunday. The information should be in your email. If you didn't get that, of course, hit me. But I'm sure that you already did. And that's it for me now. Just for now. I can't Just wait for to now. see your tan, friend. Ooh, the re-up. Yes. I hope it's now. good. I hope we have time. But anyways, that's it. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Yes. Uh, You know what? We never tell people. Go on iTunes. Rate us. Leave a comment. Go on Facebook. Go on our Facebook. We have a Facebook. And also, the official hashtag of the show is The Friend Zone. Because you guys use hashtag Friend Zone pod, hashtag Friend Zone podcast. (laughs) Right. So, we miss out on a lot of your comments, but... The official hashtag is hashtag the friend zone. Hit us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, iTunes, Spotify. SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube, everywhere. So that's it. That's it for us. We love you guys and we'll catch you next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Thanks again to Third Love for supporting <laughs> this week's podcast. Make sure you're putting the fit first with Third Love. Third Love uses real women's measurements to create bras that fit better. Available in sizes AA through G, as well as their exclusive half cup sizes for that extra va-va-voom, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Try one of Third Love's 24-7 bras free for 30 days. If it's not your new favorite, return or exchange it for free. 
Go to thirdlove.com slash friend now and try Third Love free for 30 days. That's thirdlove.com slash friend. The best bra is one you never think about. And it's waiting for you at Third Love. I like that.